When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Oh, let's go. It's the Sooner Sports Podcast, and this is Signing Day 2021. Link Up 21, presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. My name is Chris Plank, and I've kind of gone back and forth on how I wanted to handle today. Because we have endless interviews, we have endless breakdowns, and I didn't know if we should do two separate podcasts or just cram all this information into one. So here we go. One long two-and-a-half-hour podcast breaking down all things related to Link Up 21 and then on Thursday's podcast, Jessica Cootie went one-on-one with several of the newest members of the Sooner recruiting class, including Caleb Williams, and you'll hear from him on Thursday. So a lot to get to on the show today, so let's get after it. Chad McKee, Gabe Eichert, and myself started early this morning and took you through person-by-person, coach-by-coach, the 2021 recruiting class. It's our signing day special presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. I hope you'll enjoy it. Welcome into Sooner Football Signing Day 2021. Hashtag Link Up 21 presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Alongside the class of 2008. Nine. Nine at the University of We don't talk of about that recruiting class very often around here. Well, maybe we should because it has given us our very own Werfel Trophy winner, Academic All-American of the Year, Gay Bikert, who's going to be with us. We've got Chris Plank. We've got Jessica Cootie. We will hear from some of the signees. And all of the Sooner coaches are on board. It's been a good morning so far. It's a day when you get to unwrap those presents early. Santa Claus has been good to the Sooners so far, Gabe. It looks like 
14 who have signed, sealed, and delivered on the dotted line already on this National Signing Day. But let's talk about the climate and what recruiting has been like for everybody this year. Lincoln Riley was talking yesterday about there are, there are many of these athletes that you have not seen face-to-face -face in a year or more due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So a tip of the cap to Lincoln Riley, Annie Hanson, the recruiting staff, and all the coaches, and these players, these student athletes and their families because of all that they have had to go through, through all of the process. Yeah, th this couldn't have been easy for anyone. When you think about what normally goes into recruiting, the face-to-face -face interactions, not only with the players or the prospects and the coaches, but also with the parents and the coaches. I mean, those interactions are so valuable for where your child is going to choose to spend the next four to five years. And they haven't gotten to do any of that. It's just, it's completely bizarre, but... Like you mentioned, Chad, you have to give so much credit to Annie Hansen and this entire recruiting department for Oklahoma, as well as the coaches, because we heard it from several prospects, and the buzz was out there. No one was doing the virtual visits better than Oklahoma. And I've had a chance to see some of the things that they've done, and it's spectacularly creative. And they got better and better and better at it. And when you look at these guys that have signed their letter of intent today, these are the guys they wanted. They went after them. This, I know some people think in the past, maybe they sent out some late offers, you know, added some guys to some classes. This was very selective for Oklahoma. And I don't think there's another program in the country that did a better job capitalizing on the virtual visits than the University of Oklahoma. If you see them, you're, I mean, they just blow you away with how much detail, how they tailored it to each prospect. It was absolutely fantastic. Recruiting has become about branding in the college ranks these days. And the student athletes, their experience, it is a lot about what a program can do for you moving down the road. In addition to trying to win championships, as Oklahoma will attempt to do six in a row, Big 12 titles coming up on Saturday. Chris Plank is with us as well. He has been able to catch up with a bunch of the coaches. He has talked to them, and they feel very good this morning about what they've already seen. In fact, amongst those targeted and expected to sign, I think it's 14 out of 15 so far, Chris, is that about where we are? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I guess, Chad, you could say I'm up here in the, the results room. The only thing I'm <laughs> lacking right now is like a PowerPoint are, or a touch Are screen. you wearing khakis? Are you, are you pulling a Kornacki? Yeah, I do. I, if I had sleeves, I'd roll them up. That's kind of the mode that I'm in right now because we're ready to go. Chad, you, you and I have sat here and been blessed to be a part of signing day coverage for a handful of years together. Gabe, I know that you've been a part of it on every single angle possible. But I don't know if we've ever hit the air lacking maybe one signee that we're, we're expecting. And the only reason the potential that we haven't heard from said expected commit is because of the region of the country that they're from. Look at this. Look at this list of players who have already sent in their letters of intent as of the time we hit the air, which is 8 a.m. Central time. 14, as Chad just brought up, 14. Maybe we'll add one, two, maybe three more today. But the first name in this morning was Danny Stutzman, and that had Brian Odom all kinds of fired up. We'll hear from Coach Odom coming up here in just a bit. But, I, you know, the interesting conversation throughout the day, Gabe, and I think you started hitting it on the head, was the unique nature 
of how this signing day played out. There's a lot of guys in this class that have never even stepped foot on this campus, right? There's a lot of guys in this class where the coaches haven't even had an opportunity to truly be in their living room. It's all been virtual so far. We're going to talk to every single coach about it. And, and one thing I, I noticed, too, as we're going through this class and Gabe, I'd love to get your perspective on it as a guy who started as a basketball player at Bishop McGinnis and as a football player. Could have played more baseball if the coaches got it right, but we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> a lot of dual sport possibilities here, uh, including one of the first names in, and Mario Williams, a guy who we expect to see on the dirt for Skip Johnson throughout the baseball season. I mean, this is, this is truly the magnification of two-sport you here today. Yeah, I, I was a guy that played multiple sports in high school, and some of the best players I've ever played with were guys that played basketball, guys that played baseball. I think there's true value in going after guys that play multiple sports. And I know that right, right now, some, especially in youth sports, people seem to want kids to specialize at an early age. I, I completely disagree with that. Uh, I think that the more competition – that you can go through, the better. It really shapes you as an athlete. It shapes you as a person. So I like seeing guys that played multiple sports, especially basketball. I think basketball players, uh, in, especially the guys in the NBA, I think they're the best athletes in the world. And this is coming from a guy that played in the NFL. That's, <laughs> that's what I believe. So you look at, especially some of these body types that Oklahoma's recruiting on the defensive side of the ball now, I don't think there's any coincidence that a bunch of these guys play basketball. Mm -hmm. I think that I, my mentality, especially when it comes to edge rushers, you know, guys that can get after the quarterback, guys that are long, lean, really athletic, find me all the 6'4 and 6'5 basketball players that have a horrible jump shot. <laughs> find me all those <laughs> and guys. Get them a helmet. The guys that can throw down <laughs> but can't shoot. Oh, I love that idea. Find them, give them pads, let's roll. That sounds like a perfect plan. And one of the key signees so far this morning has been Oklahoma's quarterback target, the number one consensus quarterback in the country. And he's that two-sport guy that you're talking about, Caleb Williams. But you look at it, Kyler Murray, two-sport guy, drafted in the first round by the Oakland A's in the Major League Baseball draft and then the number one overall draft pick to the NFL. This is what we're seeing. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, the NFL MVP, baseball background with his dad, Pat, and he was an excellent player. I think you're seeing more of that in Gabe. You mentioned the word specialization. If you are special, you don't have to specialize. And, and this is yeah, one of those it, type of athletes. If your football coach tells you to specialize and that you can't play another sport, uh, go play somewhere else. <laughs> That's probably a good way to put it. This guy, though, you know, quarterback Lincoln Riley is, is so particular with the players that he chooses. He is able to be that way. He has afforded that opportunity to be specific with who he goes out and targets. Look Why was Caleb Williams throw. the right guy? Yeah, he's just, I mean, clearly he's got the physical talent, right? You look at him, he can run. He's got a thicker build, especially. I, I know he's not the tallest guy in the world at 6'1", but we, we continue to see uh, in college football and in the NFL that height isn't everything it used to be at the quarterback position. So you look at a guy like Caleb Williams, he's a really good athlete. I think that's where you start with this kid because you want to find a guy that can play quarterback for you, that can use his legs, that it can extend plays. We've seen it year after year. Here in Norman with Baker Mayfield, with Kyler Murray, with Jalen Hurts. We're seeing it now with Spencer Rattler. But 
Caleb Williams, this kid also has an absolute cannon attached <laughs> to his arm. I mean, he's the top-rated quarterback in the country for a reason, but we talk about all the physical tools, right? But this kid organized his own recruiting Basically, what he called the Sooner Summit. <laughs> he organized that entire thing himself. I think that shows the type of leadership you want in a guy that is playing quarterback for you. And he, he has been spectacular at reaching out to other recruits. He is representing OU hard already. This is an absolute home run, especially you go back to a quarterback that the Sooners lost that was supposed to be in this class on the recruiting trail, you end up replacing him with this guy. With the guy. With the guy. With the guy. And, and Chris, uh, this is a player who has gone out and recruited others, as Gabe said, to this class of 2021. That has become the norm, though. You get that core group of recruits that you feel like are good commitments, and they go out and help you bring others to the table to come to Norman. Yeah, the, the Sooner Summit was something else because, again, him and his dad, you know, his dad, I think, had the line to where, listen, if we think Norman's the best fit for us, Coach Riley, we're coming even if you don't offer us. So I kind of love that idea and that passion that they had. But they went out and they grinded. They hit the trail beyond just, you know, picking up the phone, social media, getting Sooner fans involved. Then it gave you hit that leadership. Let's not forget, it's a great point, Lincoln Riley and these relationships that the coaches create and, and, and continue. They just don't give up. So whenever Oklahoma had to commit from another quarterback, when that fell through, you're able to slide right in and talk about this young man. I mean, I, 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 I've, I've watched this highlight of him probably a thousand times, and there might have been a hold on that play. Who cares? Watch. Absolutely <laughs> not playing. What are you talking about? Offensive linemen don't hold. Watch, watch, uh, pointing his guys out to get him downfield. All the intangibles, we hit on it. The leadership, he is comfy on the move, in and out of the pocket. And let's not forget his flair for the dramatics. Beyond just these highlights that you're watching. Guys, do you remember when he committed? Fourth of July, sitting outside. We were all in the middle of quarantine. It was a, a kind of a downtime. And then Caleb Williams gave us fireworks in the background. Uh, did it, I think, live on, on CBS, too. Uh, he, he he gets kind of that role of a leader and a quarterback. Now, again, there's a lot. I mean, this is the first day we really get to talk about these guys until, you know, they, they get on campus. And I'm, I've been excited to talk about this kid from what he's been able to do beyond just on the field. But uh, he, he, he seems to have that great leadership. He seems to have that amazing arm that Gabe talked about. And, you know, Lincoln Riley – it just did not skip a beat on the recruiting trail. So I'm excited about Caleb Williams. And, Chad, you've touched on it a lot. Gabe, you backed it up. The fact that he's been responsible for kind of making a lot of the guys in this class say, all right, link up 2021 is where I want to be. Uh, being in Oklahoma is where I want to be. Hey, I haven't been able to get there. Caleb's going this week, and let's go and hang out with him. It's pretty incredible to see what this young man has been able to do, and I'm excited to see what Lincoln Riley can do when he gets his hands on him. You gave his, his high school team did not play a fall semester in 2020 due to the coronavirus Good. pandemic. He's Gonzaga. healthy. He's healthy. Uh, he's Nothing not going to come in with any him. injury situation. It's almost like you had him in a, in a plastic bubble to get him here to Norman, but uh, you're excited about seeing this kid too. Yeah, and Plank, I want to get your thoughts on this as well. I like the versatility he brings – he, we've talked about the athleticism. You've seen it in the highlights. You've seen his ability to throw off platform. And what I mean by that is when his feet aren't set, uh, when he's contorting his body, a lot of people want to compare any time a quarterback does that 
Patrick Mahomes oh, yeah. comes up, right? Absolutely. That's that's who we all talk about now. Caleb We're Williams, comparing the Kyler Murray. We, on this Kay, show. Yeah, Kyler Murray is a, is a great one. Else now, Caleb Williams has some work to do to get to that level, <laughs> but he he's got all the raw tools now. The interesting thing about Caleb Williams for me is his ability to run and the versatility scheme-wise that that could bring to Lincoln Riley's offense. Because when you look at what we've seen over the last couple years, right, we saw Baker, we saw Kyler, who was obviously an explosive runner. We saw the offense change significantly, especially when you're talking about quarterback run carries Mm -hmm. with Jalen Hurts. And now you're seeing a blend of it with Spencer Rattler. Not a ton of QB run game, but that versatility, being able to dial up QB run game, it makes it so difficult on a defense. And you look at what Caleb Williams is able to do as a runner, if he can continue to improve as a passer, if he can use that talent, that arm talent, and improve his accuracy and get in this scheme and fully understand where he's supposed to go with the football, you add that running element to it, it could be kind of a blend of this year's offense and last year's offense. Now, I know Lincoln Riley doesn't want to run his quarterback as much as he ran Jalen Hurts. That's something he doesn't want to have to do it again, I would assume. But this kid, he he can run. So it's only going to make Oklahoma's offense, when he's the guy eventually – it's only going to make this offense even more difficult to defend, and that's a terrifying thought for defenses. Over the last six years, the message has been sent loud and clear. If you want to play quarterback, you want to learn how to play the position, you want to win championships, and you want to go to the NFL, you come and play for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield's not the same as Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's not the same as Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts not the same as Spencer Rattler. But Lincoln Riley has the ability to tailor his system, to tailor what the Sooners do to fit his guy. And that's what you expect he will do with Caleb Williams. The head coach having an exciting morning already. He talks about the entire recruiting class, including his five-star quarterback, Caleb Williams. Welcome back to the Signing Day Special presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Link Up 21, we're joined by the head football coach at the University of Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley. Coach, I mean, there's an obvious start here. Such a unique signing period with the challenges of COVID-19. Can you just take us through how you guys were able to, to fight through that and still put together this class? Yeah, no, Chris, it's been, it's been unique, uh, you know, to, to not be able to bring these, these recruits and families on your campus, uh, you know, really changed a lot, obviously, for them and for us. And we had to, we had to learn to adapt. And uh, thank goodness we've got a very creative staff. I thought our, our recruiting team did a tremendous job. Our coaches did a great job, support staff. Uh, you know, we really bought into these virtual visits. That was the, the kind of the world that, that the, and the hand that we were dealt uh, in recruiting. And I thought our group did a great job. And we said, look, if we were – if we were having these guys on campus, what all would we do? And then how can we do that in a virtual sense? And how can we, you know, create that connection with these guys to Oklahoma and then and for them and their families to understand what it would feel like, what it would look like as close as possible uh, when they actually would be here. And uh, so it took a lot that it, you know, from the, from kind of where we started and, and where we ended, it, it was, uh, kind of pretty amazing the the progress that we made and I think we were able to make it really good for our for our student athletes and their and their families and then before we start talking about a couple of these guys the unique nature of 
I mean, Thanksgiving, you're home. You end up not playing a couple football games because of COVID, Coach. So it gave you a little bit more time maybe to talk to these guys than you would typically have. In other words, you can talk to them more on the phone as opposed to traveling and seeing them in person. I'm trying to find the glass half full approach yeah, to it here. Yeah, no, and that's, that's a great point. I mean, I think, I think honestly the time, you know, during the quarantine when – you know, we were home, uh, couldn't, you know, they were limited obviously on what all we could do. We weren't in the office. We obviously weren't practicing. Our players weren't here. Um, and then a lot of these recruits and families were home as well. You know, whether, the, you know, they weren't able to go and work, uh, you know, uh, student athletes not being in school. And so we were able to have a ton of communication throughout that, which was, which was great. And, uh, and I think we've all adapted. We've all understood, look, we're, we don't get to see each other face to face right now. And if, you know, if we as a staff want to develop relationships and if these uh, recruits and families are serious about OU, then we've got to spend that time. And, and you know, thankfully, again, our group did a great job. And I can't say enough about the, the, the recruits, uh, the signees, the families in this class, because they, they were unbelievable in, in, a, in a situation where that, that no other recruit and family ha have ever gone through. And to see how they handled that, how this class came together, how great our parents were, uh, you know, it, it's it's something that's already kind of galvanized this class. You can already feel that with, with what they went through together. Well, one of the guys who's been the bell cow of that, not afraid to, to rally the troops if it's on social media or in person. Coach Caleb Williams gave us a little bit more fireworks on the 4th of July. Take us through what you saw in him and what stood out. Yeah, it's there's it's hard not to like it. I mean, on the field, he's a you know he's a playmaker. He's a football guy. Um, you know, combines a elite running ability as you see right here with with a you know a, a tremendous arm. Uh, really throws the football well. Can throw with touch. Can throw with power. Uh, and the kid just has a he's just got a vibe about him. He does. He just he's got a natural confidence about him. Uh, he he loves to play the game, loves to study the game. You know, it's just kind of all about it. So, uh, you know, you're you know, obviously that position has been really important to us throughout the years. We'll continue to be so and certainly can't wait to get him in the room and get started. I think the one thing that stands out when you watch this is he's comfortable in any setting. You put him in the pocket, he's fine. You want to get him out and run the football, throw on the move coach. He's pretty comfortable in whatever position you put him in. Yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's got a skill set that you sit there and say, you know, there, there's a lot to work with. And I don't feel like he's got a skill set that's going to hold us back in any way. So, you know, it'll be fun to, to get rolling with him uh, and, and obviously start catching him up with, with our scheme and our players. But I know he's hungry and excited to do so. Coach, two things before we let you go. Dual sport guys, got some guys in here that can play some basketball, got some baseball guys in here as well, too. That's been a nice little benchmark of this recruiting class over the last couple of years. Yeah, it has. And the, the multi-sport guys have worked out okay for us. So, um, you know, that, it's important. I think it shows you that guys, one, they've got the skill set and athleticism to do it uh, and not only do it, but do it well. Uh, and I think it says a lot about a guy's competitiveness, too, you know, that he's willing to bounce back and forth between sports play with different teams, uh, different types of competition, and still ready to get in there and get after it. And so uh, it's always been a big plus in our minds. Final thought, just an overall thought. Coach, we talked about the challenges of recruiting, but as this class has come together, some really solid athletes, some speed, nice quarterback in Caleb Williams. Overall thoughts on this class in general? Yeah, I'm excited about it. I am. I just – it took so many people to make this happen. And uh, this class, again, the way they came together is, is – very unique and very special given the circumstances. So, uh, you know, I think this will be a class we'll talk about for a while. I really do. I think they're, 
they've got a great bond already. I think we answered uh, some of the question marks and some of the areas that we knew we needed to hit on. I think we were able to bring in some great talent, some great kids, uh, great people. Um, so I think this class will absolutely do nothing but, but continue to make our program better and better. Congratulations, Coach. Good luck in the Big 12 championship game this week, and we appreciate your time. You got it, Chris. Thanks. It's Lincoln Riley. Our signing day special rolls on, presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. All right, Chris, uh, you had a chance to catch up with the head coach. A couple of things. Number one, uh, the emphasis there at the end on recruiting multi-sport guys, as we have already addressed. The idea of recruiting during a pandemic has certainly been a challenge, as you could tell. And I think maybe the other side of it that we haven't talked about much this morning is evaluating who may be here next year and who may not with student athletes having the ability to essentially have a redshirt year this year and come back. You don't know who might graduate, who might move on. So overall, knowing who will be here and who will not is not a complete full picture. As you've kind of talked to some of the coaches about that, how was that factored into the signing class? It's the great unknown. Mm -hmm. It's the great unknown right now. And as we roll on, you know, we're, we're 25 minutes into our two-hour show, and I think that's going to end up being a big-time conversation as we roll on here. You know, there's, this class is – we have 14 letters of intent in as of now. We're expecting a 15th today, and we'll see if that class grows throughout the rest of the early signing period or maybe even into February, and there's a great opportunity to do so. But what do those depth charts look like whenever guys decide if they're coming back? Well, you know, I, I go back to what Coach Gasso said, and I know that's softball uh, as opposed to football, but whenever she talked about the extra year of eligibility, she said the transfer portal is going to light up like a Christmas tree. And, and I think that's the same thing you're already seeing in football. So might there be somebody in that transfer portal that Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch and Kale Gundy decide, hey, they might fit what we're doing. And I think that's something that's uh, definitely – worth keeping an eye on. But I, I think it's a fascinating conversation, and one I think for, for all three of us is going to carry on beyond just signing day today. But let, let me add one more note here real quick on Caleb Williams, since that's been the guy we focus on quite a bit. And, Gabe, I'm curious what you think of these numbers. Four, five, seven, forty. He ran that in the opening for a quarterback. Obviously, that's uh, fast. Not, <laughs> not, not bad for a quarterback. 6'2", 210 already. Check it. Yeah, uh, Coach Stoops would always get mad at us with the heights and weights. But that's 6'2", <laughs> 210. So we're talking about a guy that can run around you, can run through you. He finished with 30 career passing touchdowns. Again, as you brought up, he didn't get to play his senior year because of the, the COVID restrictions in the, the Virginia, D.C. area. Finished with almost 4,000 passing yards and 13 rushing touchdowns, too. So 43 touchdowns in his high school career. Gabe, this is a guy that comes in ready to go. Yeah, and I, I think we're all interested to see what happens to quarterback Absolutely. next season. But once again, that's a good problem to have. If you're Lincoln Riley, that's the type of competition you want to have in your quarterback room, right? That type of competition elevates the level of play of everyone in that room. So if OU fans are worried about it, it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. It's the type of problem you want to have. But Caleb Williams seems like a guy that wants to play as soon as possible. And I have a feeling that Spencer Rattler is going to put up a bit of resistance. <laughs> Just a feeling. But, but it's great because you have two guys that were so highly recruited, uh, had similar experiences, right, in their recruitment. They can probably relate to each other, and I could see them really improving one another and working well together in that quarterback room. Sooners have 
two consensus five-star recruits signed. They have seven consensus four-star recruits. Let's talk a little bit about the athlete, wide receiver, defensive back mold. And, and Oklahoma has Billy Bowman on the dotted line out of Denton, Texas, Ryan High School. 5'10", 175, can play multiple positions. I know that Cale Gundy is super excited to have him in the fold. Gabe, where do you think a, a guy like this fits in? Well, last, last time I checked, Lincoln Riley's still the head coach, mm -hmm. right? He's an offensive guy. He's the play caller. <laughs> he gets dibs. I, I am expecting Billy Bowman to play offense for Oklahoma, and he, he's just so explosive with the ball in his hand. You see that speed. He can absolutely fly, right? A guy that's been clocked at like a 10-8, I think, in the 100 meters, so he has all kinds of speed. Now, the interesting thing about Bowman is the versatility he brings. We talk about multi-sport athletes. This guy played football, basketball, ran track and field. So I'm just so curious to see when he gets to focus on one thing, mm -hmm. how good can he be? Because on the high school football field there at Denton Ryan, he's playing running back. He's playing receiver. He's playing different positions in the defensive backfield. What can this kid do when he gets to just focus on one position? Right. And that's what you that's what makes you excited about a guy like Billy Bowman. I, I look at him, I think he could be a player, you know, go, going back to last year, you see what KJ Hamler could do at Penn State. A guy similar size to Bowman that they were able to line up in the slot. They can line him up out wide. They can put him in the backfield and hand him the ball. They can hand him jet sweeps. I expect Lincoln Riley to keep him on the offensive side of the ball and to use him in a multitude of ways. And he's going to be able to get very creative. I also expect him to be very heavily involved in the return game. Mm, yeah, you could certainly see that. And a guy who has been through the recruiting wars over the years. Think about how it has changed since Cale Gundy came on the staff with Bob Stoops all the way back in 1999. Letters in the mail. Then you use a fax machine. Now you've got the letters of intent coming through. RIP to the fax those, machine. The fax machine. I think there's still one of those this, up in the this office. This used to be the day. That, that's the, the only day machine. anybody talked about the fax machine. Man. It has certainly changed. Why not recruit during a pandemic? Cale Gundy has seen and done it all. The Sooner inside receivers coach and co-offensive coordinator. And Billy Bowman, one of his key targets during this recruiting season. Here he is with Chris. Joined right now by Cale Gundy talking about the inside receivers. But, Coach, just in general, it's kind of been our, our question to kick off all of these conversations with the coaches Challenging time, man. Can you take us through the unique nature of this signing class and how it came together? Well, you know, we're very fortunate. We've got a great recruiting department. Uh, most importantly, you know, people like Annie and, and Drew and Chip and, and Caroline, they do such a great job of help organizing and, and make times like this easier for us. Uh, but it, it has been challenging, there's no doubt. And it's, um, you know, it's been tough not to be able to have young men on your campus to come watch games, you know, vice versa, us not to be able to go to practices or games and just see see some of these young men in person. Um, but it's a challenge, but we've got a good group. And, and um, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've had a lot of virtual visits, um, you know, gotten to know a lot of people, uh, a lot of parents, families, grandparents, children. So it's been a, it's been a neat experience. 
Yes. We've added a pretty uh, unique and a neat kid in Billy Bowman, Denton Ryan product, Speed Demon coach, 5'10", 175. Take me through what stood out when you started looking at him. Well, I've known Billy uh, since he was a ninth grader. That happens to be uh, my area that I recruit down there. Um, and so Denton Ryan's uh, always a school that's always had a lot of good players. So, but. He's such a great athlete. Uh, good, 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 good people comes from a great mom and dad. Um, dad was a very good uh, athlete in, in uh, high school as well. Uh, but uh, you know, Billy's a guy that can do a lot of things. He plays. He's a return guy. He can play offensively. He's a great defensive player. Uh, you know, very. You know, overall, great football player. And you can't uh, have enough of those guys. Yeah, and we were talking about the versatility. I mean, do we start the battle right now to see which room he ends up in because he looks good on defense? Watch here. He can even run the football. We've seen yeah. him on returns, receiving the football. It's, he can do a little bit of everything. Well, there's no doubt. And, and again, like I mentioned a while ago, just uh, he, he's a complete football player. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see whenever he gets here. We'll, we'll see what, uh, where he goes. If he starts on offense or defense, uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to, you know, wherever he wants to start out, we'll let him start out and we'll coach <laughs> him up from there. <laughs> That's awesome. An impressive kid, Billy Bowman, out of the Denton area. Denton Ryan, his team's still very much alive in the playoffs right now. Coach, in general, uh, can you take us through that versatility that you look for in a guy that you, you, just, you just don't look at someone and say, oh, he's an inside receiver, yeah. he's an outside receiver. When you guys bring someone in or at least you start evaluating them, you, you just look at the overall body, right? Well, especially in the in the receiver category because, uh, you know, our, our guys here are going to play inside, outside, left side, and right side. So you're going to play multiple positions. Uh, you're just not going to play one side of the ball as a receiver. You're not going to play just inside. So, you know, we're, we're looking for great players. And uh, when you're a great player, you can play, you, you can do it both. You can play inside, you can play outside. Uh, the more versatility that a player gives you, the, the higher his stock goes up and uh, the more things you can do with him. And, and, the, and the other thing is, you know, these young men get here in, in, uh, out of high school and, you know, they're going to put on 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 pounds. You just don't know how their body's going to change and what direction they're going to go in. But as long as they're athletic, um, they can run well and they're good kids, um, we'll take them all day. Kale, just a general thought before we let you go. Your overall view on this class, again, you've been involved in recruiting here since 1999. You were recruited here as a player. Unique perspective this year with the virtual side of things, but just as you take inventory of this class, how do you feel about it overall? I feel very well, and uh, you know, I think I think our coaches did a great job. I think we hit on, you know, the areas that we needed to, and that's the most important thing. Um, you know, if you if you need a certain type of lineman or a certain type of uh, a defensive player, whether it's a, you know a, a guy in the secondary, um, you know, we we filled those needs and those voids from from players that are going to be leaving this year. So uh, overall, I thought it was a very good class. Congratulations, coach. Good luck in the Big 12 championship Thank game this week. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you, Kel. So a productive signing day, you heard Cale Gundy and all of the different recruiting battles that he has been through. Billy Bowman, athlete as of now. You heard Coach Gundy say, we will see what side of the ball well, he ends up on, but there's I, versatility you, there. You just look at Billy Bowman, right? Mm -hmm. He fits the mold. You're, you're starting to see size. Of course, it still matters at the wide receiver position, but you see some of the most productive wide receivers in the National Football League. Think of a guy like Tyreek Hill, like, Tyreek Hill's not tall. No. And no one cares. No, they No do one not. cares. But the interesting part about me about it for me is Oklahoma has they've been going after more length 
in at the, the cornerback spot. Yeah. yeah. So it just seems like a more natural fit on the offensive side of the ball, right? Mm -hmm. At this point, it's, it certainly does. You, you look at what the Sooners have at the wide receiver position, and Marvin Mims has made a huge impact. He was the Sooner class of 2020. But it, the mystery is that graphic right there, who's going to be back? You just don't know. It's the it, great mystery at every position. And that's it makes it difficult. Now, you, you look at all these guys, some of them not draft eligible, mm -hmm. but you look at the situations we now have with everyone getting an extra year of eligibility. Uh, we look at how prevalent the transfer portal is now. When you're bringing in this, this much talent at the wide receiver position, right, two out of the last three years, talking about big hauls at wide receiver for Oklahoma, that creates a lot of competition. And sometimes that creates a little movement. <laughs> it can. And I think the NCAA is going to be very lenient when it comes to granting transfers because of everything that these student athletes have been through. So in addition to Billy Bowman, the athlete, the Sooners have three wide receivers in this class. You get Jaleel Farouk, Mario Williams, consensus five-star guy who plans on playing for Skip Johnson and the Sooner baseball team as well. There's that multi-sport type of athlete and Cody Jackson. So three, not just wide receivers, but good four five-star wide receivers in this class, Gabe. Yeah, and, and there is one common theme between all these guys, and it is speed. You look at Bowman, Williams, Jackson, Farouk, they all can fly. Now, they're different, right? Uh, you got some different body types in there, but it is clear that Lincoln Riley and Dennis Sin Simmons and Cale Gundy are trying to add as much speed as possible to this offensive attack for Oklahoma. And they did quite a good job. There's when a lot you look of fast dudes. The, oh, my gosh. You look at the tape for some of these guys. I mean, Mario Williams, who is one of the highest-ranked wide receivers in the country, is flying by people. I know he's going to play baseball. That's great. But he is fast. <laughs> he, he, he is football fast. So we'll see. We'll see all these guys. But, I, I mean, just look. This, this kid's ability – to run by guys, but also to create plays after he has the ball in his hands. You see some of this explosive playmaking ability, and he's ju he just seems like he's going to be a special player. And you, you look at him, 5'10", he's going to add weight to that frame. Uh, I'm sure that here in a year or two, he is going to look like a million bucks from a physical perspective. He already looks pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that picture right there? But it, that, that's, that's why you got to be so excited about this wide receiver core they're bringing in in this class. They're, they're different body types. They do different things well. But they you, you can see them eventually really complementing each other. And I think that's kind of the goal when you build a wide receiver core. You want to have guys with different body types, different skill sets. You heard Kale talk about it, though. You want them to be be able to play everywhere on the field, and that's important. I I don't think we need to talk about guys anymore. It's like, oh, he's a slot guy. Mm -hmm. Look at all the things Lincoln Riley does with his offense, all the motions. You have to be able to do it all as a wide receiver, and I look at – Billy Bowman, Mario Williams, Cody Jackson, Jalil Farouk. I look at all those guys and 
They can play inside. They can play outside. They have versatility, Chad. And both sides of the ball. Mario Williams also played some defense in his high school days at Plant City High School down in He's Tampa. a receiver. Don't even think about it. I, you, you don't at this point. But you just never know once you get guys on campus what they're what they're going to look like. And uh, Mario Williams, you also look at Chris, who you win this guy's services over: Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU. The heavy hitters that were involved Those on Mario Williams—they are pretty good. <laughs> huh. They are pretty good. At the, it's at a the, shame. It's a shame. Oh, you got him. <laughs> well, and, it is not. This is a good player, though, Chris. And, and you hit on the different body types, Gabe, and I think that's a great point. We'll get to Billy Bowman here in just a second. But Mario Williams, a little bit of a thicker body type. The, the comp. Now, listen. Let's be real clear here. The comparisons that take place on signing day. Dangerous. It's hard. Dangerous. It's a little bit crazy in a lot of ways, but in a good way. So so think Antonio Brown is whenever you're thinking about a guy, what Oklahoma can do with him. He's not going to be a guy that is going to go out there and have Jane Hazelwood's height, but he can go up and get the football. And think about this as an athlete. He was their team's leading receiver as a true Freshman in 2017. And then, of course, in 19, he was the FloridaHighSchool.com 7A All-State Team uh, Player of the Year. Uh, Two-way player, as you mentioned, will keep those defensive stats out of the way to keep Gabe happy. And we're talking about He's playing offense, two playing. sport guys. Let's not waste our he time plays with baseball. He's stats. drawn college interest on the diamond as well, too. Had nine RBIs, ten stolen bases. Uh, they have him clocked in that mid-4-4, high-4-3-9 range in his 40 time for Mario Williams. And, you know, you talk about speed, separation, and physicality. Gabe, Mario Williams seems to fit all of those different type of skill sets and prototypes that you're looking for in a guy that can do either inside or outside receiver. Yeah, and I, I know that – and I've watched a lot of highlights on Mario, Mario Williams ever since. It felt like he was going to end up at Oklahoma. And in some of those other clips, you get to see how explosive he is just catching a slant, making a guy miss. His lateral quickness, his ability – to create explosive plays on short concepts. That's what has me really excited for him in Lincoln Riley's offense because in college football, he's not going to be able to just run past everybody. Mm -hmm. And you see a lot of that, and, and, and that's good to see in the highlights. But what has me more excited is his ability to create something out of a short pass. And we see Lincoln Riley do that a lot in his offense. You think about that, you know, shallow screen that they throw. What could a guy like Mario Williams do that? Just a quick slant when you get man coverage. He's going to be able to make some explosive plays on some simple concepts that are easy throws and catches. That is the type of playmaking you want. A guy that can make a five-yard slant into a 75-yard touchdown. We like that's that. what he can do. Oh, yeah, we like that a lot. Jaleel Farouk is a consensus four-star guy. Lanham, Maryland, Dr. Henry A. Wise Jr. High School, 6'1", 200 pounds. He is a childhood friend of Caleb Williams. So you got that connection, and you talk about Caleb Williams helping build this class. Hashtag link up 21. You had the connection between Williams and Jaleel Farouk, but another talented guy, Alabama, Clemson, LSU also involved in his recruitment. Dennis Simmons is super happy to get this one as well, Gabe. Yeah, and you look at him, it's already 200 pounds. He's going to add weight to that frame. This guy's going to be huge. <laughs> I mean, he, you, you can see it, right? And I think he added some strength 
it's pretty evident when you look at um, his early film versus his most recent film, he is going to be a physical specimen. And he, I think he can end up being one of these guys that is going to be your elite route runner because he does have good, he's got a good frame. He's got the length, right? He, he's got speed, but he seems like a guy that when he works on his route running, he can become a very effective wide receiver. And we, we've heard people talk about this kid. He also just seems like he is a competitor. Mm-hmm. Everything I've heard about him, he's a football junkie. I'm excited to see his growth as a player because he doesn't exactly have the hype. Now, he's clearly a very highly recruited kid, but doesn't exactly have the hype of a Bowman or a Williams. But this is a guy that's been very, very productive. So I, I'm i ex- excited to see the growth he has physically, uh, the growth he has when it comes to his route running. But also, you mentioned that relationship with Caleb Williams. Those things matter. Mm-hmm. You, you know, another thing that happens is kids commit so early, then others come in and start to draw attention. And one the of those, vultures. I think, is, is the vultures, the, Chad. They, they do. Cody Jackson, I think, is one of those guys. He was an April 2019 commit. And the Sooners go back to C.D. Lamb country. That sounds pretty good down there, Richmond, Texas, to get this very talented young man. Again, you've got... Uh, you've got Alabama, LSU, Texas. They were involved in recruiting him, but you land another four-star guy that has been in the fold, has been a part of this class for, you know, you're going on a year and a half, almost two years with this one. Yeah, and you look at you look at Cody Jackson, and the thing that really stands out, production. This guy has massive production in one of the best levels of high school football. Right, I believe it's 5A there in the state of Texas, mm-hmm. and he can run. He's one of those guys, kind of a long strider, but has the ability to make competitive catches in traffic, does a really good job of tracking the football. And you know, you mentioned C.D. Lamb. He kind of looks like him on tape. He does. When you look at it, the body type, the way he moves, the fluidity. He's about CD's size when CD got to Oklahoma, to be honest with you. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see once the staff can get some actual numbers on him when it comes to a 40 and all those things. But, man, he plays fast. He plays fast. And sometimes those long striders, they may not look as fast on tape, right? Yeah, try but to keep up mo- with them. But, but they're moving. <laughs> try to keep. Jalen Hurts had that element to him as a as a quarterback at Oklahoma. And, Chris, this is a very good, very deep wide receiving core. Tell us a little bit about the Cody Jackson and Jaleel Farouk to kind of put a bow on this wide receiver class. Gabe hit it on the head with Jaleel Farouk. This is a guy that loves football. Football is his thing. We're not going to be talking about, hey, he also played baseball and he also played basketball. No, 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 he's a football guy. And, and that's one thing is Dennis Simmons is coming up here in just a bit that you'll love about him. And Cody Jackson, an absolute speedster, but 
uh, kind of a physical freak too. 75-inch wingspan. His hands are nine inches from the tip to the to the base of his of his heel <laughs> of his uh, pardon me palm. And he's six foot one sixty nine right now. So you can imagine just how much bigger and stronger Cody Jackson is going to get in his time. These three receivers, well, in in an adding Billy Bowman in there, a fourth Bowman, who by the way was an incredible sprinter as well too, guys. Four, you know, they, they, we're talking about four fours for. Billy Bowman, Cody Jackson in that 4-3-6 range with some of the things that we've seen from him. That's so it's fast. an exciting group. That's quick. Well, Dennis Simmons, Sooner Outside Receivers coach, happy to, to get in a bountiful harvest once again, and Chris had a chance to sit down with him. We roll on with our signing day coverage, and we are joined by Dennis Simmons, Outside Receivers coach for the Oklahoma Sooners. Coach, again, virtual world, unique in how you were able to attack recruiting this year. Take us through what that process was like for you. Very distant. Uh, you know, you used to being able to get out, see, touch, shake hands, meet families. And, you know, uh, this year we weren't able to do that, uh, although we did, uh, you know, venture in the new world of technology and, and figure out ways where we could, you know, see each other. But, you know, it kind of took a lot of the, 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 the old school physical aspect of nature out of it of truly you know being able to shake a person's hands look a parent in the eye and let them know that you're very sincere about how you know you want to help finish the the touches that they've they've started on started with and and done for so many years with their young men well let's get after it coach let's talk about a young man out of a high school that's given us some pretty solid sooners before city lambs alma mater in richmond cody jackson guy's going to be an early enrollee what stood out about cody you know, hey, you just in watching his development, you know, Cody's a lot faster than uh, even where CD was, uh, you know, at his stage of the career. Uh, his his hand-eye uh, coordination is, is phenomenal. He has great ball skills, uh, which I guess even made, you know, national news. Uh, he, he was on the You Got Mossed uh, episode this, <laughs> today, uh, this past week. So, uh you know, as you can see right there, just great body control over the shoulder catch right there. And then just, you know, his uh, elite speed uh, after the catch. Six foot, 175. Uh, early enrollee, guys, you're going to get an opportunity to take a look at him uh, right away. Looks like he's the kind of guy that's not afraid to go up and make a play in traffic either, is he? No, no, no. He, he, you see he's uh, – He's not afraid to, uh, to go up and catch it in, in traffic. You know, he started his career there off at Foster as a quarterback. So, I mean, he's got a lot of little uh, hidden tools that we'll, we'll be able to tap into. Very impressive young man, Cody Jackson. Uh, as we mentioned, an area that you've tapped into before. But, uh, Coach, I mean, obviously we talk about the versatility. We see him lined up in the slot. Can you do a little inside and outside if necessary? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, you know that's been our baseline with uh, all of the receivers that we've taken in this class that, you know, we can just line him up anywhere and, 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 and let them go showcase their talents. Very impressive young man, Cody Jackson out of Richmond, Texas. All right, let's talk about a dual sport threat, two sport you coach, Mario Williams, 5'10", 165, 23 touchdowns over his sophomore and junior season and a heck of a baseball player. What stood out about Mario beyond that playmaking ability? <laughs> Just as it is his explosiveness, uh, you know, his suddenness is, you know, is you know on another level way he stops stars can get in and out of his breaks uh and it seems like he gets to reach his max speed on you know on his second step right there and then you know just for a, a smaller height wise guy to be able to play as big as he he does uh 
especially on your downfield vertical routes was very impressive as well. And as you see in his video, he's not a, he's not one to shy away from contact or catch the ball in traffic as either. Love to see that. It's not going to be a guy that would ever have to worry about having gator arms over the middle or anything like that. But, you know, there's I, I know you don't like the comparisons, but people say kind of that Antonio Brown-esque receiver where he has the speed, but get him the ball in space and he can make some plays. Yes, you know, like I said, he, you know, his body control and, you know, his lateral movement is, is you know, something that jumped off the screen uh, when we first saw him as a sophomore, which was, you know, very elite right there. Uh, and then just, you know, his mentality and his hunger to and drive to want to get better and, and improve his skill and craft at the game has just been something that's been very contagious. Uh, you know, he's been very actively uh, involved in the recruiting process with, you know, you know, making contact with other guys in the signing class as well. Very impressive young man. Can't wait to get him on campus. Mario Williams. Coach, let's head to Virginia. Jalil Farouk, very impressive young man. Uh, six foot one, 190. I say Virginia, Maryland to be exact. Uh, give me kind of your perspective on what you thought the first time you saw Jalil Farouk. You know, he's one of those kids that, you know, once he gets the ball in his hand, he's very hard to bring down, much like a Sterling Shepard right there. He plays very strong. You know, a guy that you could, you know, put in the slide, you could put on the outside. I mean, he's just very versatile uh, that you could, you, you know, a tool that we have that we could put on either side of the ball all over the field. Dr. Henry Wise High School led that team to a state championship a couple years ago. You mentioned that versatility, Coach, and we see it in these highlights. Uh, he played outside receiver. He played inside receiver. He played running back. He can do a little bit of everything, too. Yeah, and uh, that's what, you know, that's one of the things that jumped out when you watched this film. You know, that's why I said he can play on either side of the ball. I mean, you see him catching the ball over his right shoulder, on his left shoulder, playing in the right slot, playing in the left slot, playing on the right outside, playing on the left outside. And then you also see, you know, where he's done some explosive things in the special teams areas for his punt returns and kickoff returns as well. So, I mean, he's just an all-around good football player with great hands. And, and once, you know, once again, just, you know, his balance and his ability, you know, after the catch, you know, just running with such power, hard to bring down is something that, you know, you can always find and have use for in this offensive system. Good kid. He announced his commitment on his mom's birthday. So he's always <laughs> looking out for family too, which I kind of dig. Impressive young man, Jalil Farouk. Hey, Coach, before we let you get out of here, uh, overall thoughts on this receiver group and the talent you're bringing into Oklahoma? Man, I'm extremely pleased. I mean, it was one of those rare uh, years where you, you you pretty much get everybody on your wish list. Uh, and, you know, having uh, been doing this for a while, that rarely happens. So, I mean, I'll, I'm very happy with the, uh, with the class. Uh, excited about getting a couple of those guys in here early and, and, and going to work. Congrats, Coach. Appreciate your time. Good luck in the Big 12 championship game. Thank you. We appreciate it, Chris, and a good to hear from Dennis Simmons as well. Sounds like he was a very good boy this year. Santa delivered all the gifts that <laughs> Coach Dennis Simmons wanted this year under the tree, Gabe. Yeah, you, you look at this wide receiver class, I, I can't emphasize it enough. Different body types, versatile guys, but speed. Speed. And speed kills. And it, it's so important, and like the saying goes, you can't coach it. Now, you can develop it, and I'm sure Benny Wiley and his staff only going to make these guys faster, which is kind of scary to think about. But this group as a whole, all productive, all dynamic, 
but all fast, and, and that's what you want. You know, we talk about playing quarterback. If you want to do that in the NFL, you come to Oklahoma. You say the same for wide receiver. You just you, you go through the list. Hollywood Brown and Sterling Shepard. Kenny Stills has had about an eight-year career in the NFL. One of your former teammates, Mark Andrews, at tight end. They're Sooners all over the NFL with C.D. Lamb getting drafted by the Cowboys in the first round last year. Yeah, and not to get too deep in the weeds from a schematic perspective, but one of the reasons that Oklahoma is going to continue to produce NFL wide receivers is what Lincoln Riley's offense demands them to do. You see them playing multiple positions, inside, outside, motion, different schemes, but they run NFL routes. This is, this is not some air raid concept where there's four different routes and you just run them from different spots. Mm-hmm. You have to run complex routes, double moves, deep comebacks, where you have to be precise with your route running. NFL evaluators see that. So I, I think there's a lot of receivers across the country that obviously they want to play with some of the best quarterbacks in the country, which we are seeing is going to continue to happen at Oklahoma, but they also recognize the demands that Lincoln Riley's offense has of wide receivers and how that leads to being picked early in the NFL yeah. draft. You can, you can go play in the NFL. You can win Bolitnikoff Awards, as D.D. Westbrook did, before going on to the NFL as well. And speaking of winning awards, the Joe Moore Award offensive line winning coach, Bill Biedenboe, two years ago, they claimed the award as the top offensive line in the country. And you want to talk about having a bunch of guys on NFL rosters. Bill Biedenboe, you get four guys drafted a couple of years ago who are playing well in the NFL. The Daryl Williams, the Cody Fords, Ben Powers is a starting lineman as well. And then you ben go Powers the, playing well for the Ravens. He's, he's having a good year. He certainly is. And, and Orlando Brown there with the Ravens as well. They are all over the place. In fact, I think of all the positions on the field, Oklahoma has more offensive linemen in the NFL than anywhere. Now, they had a big recruiting class last year of five guys. So the cupboard is not bare, and it's still a very youthful line that he has this year. Really, you stand to lose only Creed Humphrey if he goes on to the NFL this year. But the cupboard is not bare. They add Cullen Montgomery to the mix this year, Gabe. Yeah, and this is a guy with a lot of size. And you've seen Bill recruit this way over the last several years. He likes massive humans, <laughs> and that, 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 is, that is what Colin Montgomery is. You look at the size, 6'5", 315. This is a guy that shows a lot of power on his tape, and frankly, he shows... Is that shows guy okay that he just got that off, off Assault! The <laughs> assault! See, that's why people love playing football, because that's legal. That's legal, <laughs> but you look at Colin Montgomery, uh, just being honest, a guy that needs to work on his body, the guy that needs to work on his weight distribution. Oh but Bill loves guys that play with a mean streak. Mm-hmm. And when you watch, like, this play is obviously gone. But look at what he does to this kid. <laughs> it's it, it's going to be yeah. interesting. It, it's that edge. You know, Cody Ford, Daryl Williams, Orlando Brown, they all had that to them. Yeah. And, man, was that a frog splash right there? <laughs> look at that. But... He, he does play with a lot of nasty. You see the athleticism there, right? Being able to kick out the tackle, move on the edge. This is definitely a guy that projects more at guard. I think when he gets into Oklahoma's strength and conditioning program, he gets into the nutrition program, he is going to reshape his body, and that will allow him to improve his balance, improve how he, 
how he is able to control his body. I think this is maybe more of a project, but all the raw tools mm-hmm. are there. He's got the size. He's got the attitude. He's got a lot to work with. Played basketball for Episcopal High School there in Pearland, Texas as well. So, again, the multi-sport guy. Sooners winning his services over Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, among others. And Bill Biedenboe getting this very talented young man, Cullen Montgomery. Chris had a chance to sit down with the Sooner offensive line coach. Bill Biedenboe joins us, offensive line coach for the University of Oklahoma. First and foremost, coach, congrats on the class. Let's just talk about the challenges. No in-person visits, can't bring guys on campus. What was that like for you? Yeah, totally different. You know, it, it was tough, but, you know, everybody's going through the same thing. I mean, you got to do the best you can with it. We um, had some guys come up on their own um, at different times. Obviously, we couldn't spend any time with them, did a lot of the virtual tours, which um, our video people do a great job. So I think that helped us. Um, but, yeah, it's a challenge not not being able to go to people's houses and, you know, be in person, not have them come up uh, to visit and really get around your players. Um, Thankfully, you know, some of these guys that, uh, you know, we're going to sign have been up here uh, quite a bit, some only a couple times. So, um, yeah, it's a challenge, but everybody's dealing with the same thing. You got to make the best of it. All right, Coach, let's talk about Colin Montgomery. And in everything that Colin Montgomery says, he talks about how you and him have developed a really good relationship. Lay us through what's kind of stood out with a young man from Perlin, Texas. No, he's he's an awesome kid. Really, really like that he's, he really finishes, plays hard. Um, he'll probably be an interior guy for us that can play tackle has to do you know has to obviously continue to reshape his body but really was impressed with him when I went to watch him play basketball last year before you know everything got shut down in January he's a skilled big man that can move um, obviously finishes blocks extremely well he's got to continue to work continue to grow um, but yeah he's been committed he's done a great job helping us with other guys um, you know he's a sooner through and through his family is great great family very supportive um, obviously Obviously, you know, we're appreciative that they made the decision to come to Oklahoma and he's got a really, really good future for us. And big on the development side. Whenever he was making his decision, he said that's what stood out to him and how you've developed guys. It's got to mean a lot to you, Coach. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, and it's obviously tough. The kid wants to be the best, you know, and he wants to compete. You know, not everybody's like that. You know, I mean, this kid made the decision. You know, he had some pretty good options. You know, felt like this was the best place for him to get developed and achieve his goals and, you know, help us win championships and and I'm fired up that he decided to be a sooner. Coach, before we let you go, overall thoughts on this recruiting class offensive line-wise, very impressive group. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've been fortunate. You know, we, we brought in six guys last year. This may end up being a little bit smaller, but, um, you know, just, you know, guys, again, that have some versatility, you know, that can play multiple positions, you know, two guys that are, you know, probably going to be tackles. But, you know, obviously, you know, I like the guys that are versatile enough that you can move them around and they can play multiple positions, you know, especially a year like this one right here. You know, we're fortunate that we've had some guys that can move around and play a few different positions. But I'm really fired up about these guys. Obviously, they got to come in and work and do what they're asked to do, but think they all have a bright future. Congrats, Coach. Good luck in the Big 12 championship game. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Chris, and thanks to Bill Biedenboe as well. You played for the man, and you talk about versatility. He loves the versatile guys. You played guard and center, the interior spots during your offensive line career at Oklahoma. It's super important to him, and it looks like he's got a guy who's a tackle right now, but who knows what he might be in the future. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a guard. 
Uh, and you heard Bill talk about it, uh, probably expecting him with his size, right, to be an interior offensive lineman. But the, the most important thing for Colin Montgomery is to really invest the time in reshaping his body mm-hmm. because he's got athleticism. The, the classic term, that guy is a dancing bear. <laughs> he's light on his feet, even though he's massive. Yeah. But if he can really dedicate himself to strength and conditioning, to the nutrition, this guy's got the right attitude. He, he wants to be great, and that, that's an important starting point. He's going to have all the resources in the world at OU to make sure that he can be the best he can be from a physical standpoint. I'm really interested to see how this kid develops over the next couple of years. I don't think he's a guy that's going to come in and start games right away. I don't think that. But with the attitude he's got, with the mean streak he's got, with the size he's got, he's a guy that I think can develop into a really good player. So I've got my eye on you, Colin Montgomery. Don't disappoint me. (laughs) Jessica Cootie also has her eye on Cullen Montgomery. Very special day for these now Sooners as they become a part of hashtag LinkUp21. Jessica was able to catch up with Cullen Montgomery. All right. Well, O-Line U continues with Cullen Montgomery. Cullen, uh, congratulations. You're officially a Sooner. How excited were you to, to make it official this morning? Uh, I've been waiting on this since January. Um, it's been my dream to play for, at the collegiate level. So, um, you know, coming from a physical background for the linemen, it's just continuing a pipeline. And um, hope you get to that next level. So I'm excited to do what I do best. Hey, a Texas boy. Uh, that's been a, a big recruiting hotbed for Oklahoma throughout its entire history. Um, how excited are you to, to kind of continue that tradition and be a Texas kid coming to do big things at Oklahoma? I'm, I'm, yeah, it's a blessing, especially with people like C. Lamb, you know, uh, Kent Murray. They all from my hometown, Houston. So just to come in and just continue to do what I do best and, you know, live up to that standard each and every day. O-line to you. I mean, you look at the guys playing in the league right now as we speak. Throughout your recruiting process, what did you learn about the the offensive line, pipeline at Oklahoma, and what what kind of comes with playing with Coach Biedenboe? Yeah, uh, so when I, when I was in my recruiting process, I did my pros and cons at each school. But um, Oklahoma did the best job with alignment. Um, I, he's a gritty coach. He's real. He's about greed and passion. So that's what I play with mostly. That's my game, a bunch of passion. So just to come in and just do what I do, uh, Coach B is going to take care of the rest coach, and I just do my part, and it's going to be a great thing. The, the relationship you've been able to develop with him throughout the recruiting process, how special is that, and how important has that, do you feel like that will be once you get to campus? Uh, it's very important um, building a relationship with him because that's the guy I'm going to be spending most of my time with, you know, since he's my position coach. So um, I'm just uh, – he told me a lot of stuff that helped me in my high school career, so I know in college it's going to be the same thing because I've already built that bond with him way before I even touched the campus. So I'm already knowing what it's going to be. It's going to be a great thing. Year in and year out, Oklahoma has put out some of the best offensive lines in the country. How much pride do you kind of take in that coming in to continue that tradition of being one of the most dominant lines in the country? Uh, ready, to, ready to just bust my tail. Um, get after it because I know what I want. And I know um, the legacy I had to live up to is just a standard. You know, Trent Williams, Cody Ford, Zeus Brown. This is a bunch of people. So, you know, I'm just I'm locked in and ready to go.
once you kind of decided that Oklahoma was kind of the spot for you, what was it about the Sooners? How much, um, you know, before even you haven't been able to really visit, uh, it's kind of been a crazy year with the pandemic, but what kind of sold you about OU and, and being a Sooner? Uh, just a tra tradition. Um, I've visited a lot of places, but the traditional Oklahoma is one like no other, uh, especially the game when they play Texas and just, just all the whole atmosphere. Um, every every time I go down there, I'll be at a restaurant and they'll know my name. So it's just little stuff like that. Um, just taking pictures with fans, but you know, just it's it's their humble people. You know, they never try to do too much. They just always do what they do, and they, they're good. They're great people, just genuine. You know, so I mean, I really appreciate what they're doing for me and my family. So I got to just do my part, and then everything will just take care of itself. The the link up signing class, you guys seem to be pretty tight. How have you guys developed? kind of the bonds and the relationships when you haven't really been able to spend much time together in person. Yeah. Um, we just been, we have a group chat. So we've been texting a lot, trying to get other recruits to come up um, and, you know, come join the family. But luckily we had the Sooner summit and a few of us came up at the Baylor game. So we kind of had a bond way before we even got there. So, I mean, it, that's important because the chemistry that we're going to have when we play together is going to be already tight since we already, you know, like almost brothers. Awesome. Well, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations, and we look forward to seeing you here in Norman. Thank you. Special day for Cullen Montgomery. Thank you, Jessica, and thanks to Cullen for spending a few moments. So it looks like six signees on the offensive side of the ball in this uh, class of what is now 14. There may be others on down the road. You don't know what the transfer portal is going to hold in store, and you don't know how many guys are hanging around, how many guys are moving on down the road. But it is a big-time class. You're talking four- and five-star guys on the offensive side, at wide receiver and a quarterback, Gabe. Just playmakers. I mean, playmakers – Quarterback's the most important position in all sports, obviously the most important position in the game of football. And you got the guy. You got the guy that everyone wanted. And everything kind of falls in place from there. Yeah, it right? does. On the offensive side of the ball. Now, you mentioned it, Chad, but over the next couple of days, we'll see if Oklahoma is able to pick up a couple more offensive linemen, still some you know, highly ranked targets out there. For them that are deciding here in the next couple of days, some I'm told may not decide until February. So that's kind of a wait and see situation. But you look at the guys that have signed. That wide receiver group, man, that that has me all kinds of excited. You you look at just how explosive each one of those guys is, um, the versatility they have. Oklahoma's offense is going to continue to be ridiculously good. Mm -hmm. And you take a look at the defensive side of the ball, Oklahoma's defense continues to get better and better and better. And Alex Grinch makes a good haul on this National Letter of Intent signing day. I think one thing that has certainly aided them is now you're seeing players on the defensive side of the ball get drafted and go play in the NFL. Does that help? Let's be honest about the first it. First round, getting defensive guys drafted in the first round, does that help recruiting? It certainly huh. does. When it's you weird. can put those guys up there and Kenneth Murray's, Good job, having, Kenneth a, Murray. Kenneth Murray's having a great year, that maybe the key element is the defensive line. That's where Oklahoma has shown the most improvement this season. You go out and you get Perrion Winfrey out of the junior college ranks. Uh, last year, you add him to a group that had Ronnie Perkins already, but Neville Gallimore getting drafted on the defensive line. That's a 
key ingredient. It's something that has been missing from time to time over the last few years. But Neville being drafted by the Cowboys in the second round, having a productive year. That shows Oklahoma has the ability to put defensive linemen in the NFL. They've proven it, and now they're just getting better and better and better. Yeah, and now, once again, with the eligibility rules, some tough decisions, but whenever Ronnie Perkins decides to make the jump to the next level, I have a feeling he's going to be very he's going to be drafted very highly as well. Mm -hmm. So there there's going to be a string of defensive players for Oklahoma that are going to go high. And that's why when you look at the recruits they're bringing in in this class, the guys that have signed today, these defensive linemen they've got, Clayton Smith, Kelvin Gilliam, Ethan Downs, look at the Weatherford kid. I love when the local <laughs> kids, let's go Ethan Downs. But you mentioned Perrion Winfrey. They're bringing in his former teammate there at Iowa Western, Isaiah Coe, who's one of the highly, highest ranked JUCO defensive tackles. So you're starting to see more length, more size, more explosiveness come for this Oklahoma defensive line. That's what it that that's what needs to happen. That that is what is going to take OU from a team that is just is winning the Big 12 and having a chance to go play in the college football playoff. That's what's going to make them more competitive when they get in those college football playoff games. If they continue to develop that defensive line because I say it all the time. Games are won and lost at the line of scrimmage. OU has been producing offensive lines, right? Bill Beatonboat, the best in the country. Mm -hmm. And now they're starting to develop defensive linemen. They're starting to bring in more talented defensive linemen as recruits. And we're starting to see that production along the defensive line. It's very exciting, especially to see the guys you're bringing in in this class. Well, let's get the word of the man who coaches him up along the defensive line, Calvin Thibodeau, who spent a few moments with Chris. Signing day coverage rolls on. Let's talk about the defensive line. We are joined by Calvin Thibodeau. You know, Coach, the, the, the topic to kick things off has just been the unique world of FaceTime and uh, virtual visits, Zoom meetings. How were you able to kind of matriculate your way through that path? You know, it was tough. You know, it was an even field. And, and one of the beauties of coaching at a place like Oklahoma is getting a guy on campus, uh, letting him experience the fan base and seeing the facilities that we had. So, uh, you know, these guys that that, that are going to wind up signing with us, they really had to want to come to Oklahoma, uh, uh, you know, without seeing the place. So it, it was a big deal. You know, we, um, as a staff, we – we were doing a bunch of virtual tours and FaceTimes, and, you know, we, we were able to build some strong relationship with these guys, and, uh, you, know, um, you know, hopefully they manifest themselves on, on Wednesday. Kelvin Gilliam, the name, everyone's heard it. We've talked about it for the better part of the last couple of years, and he's coming to Oklahoma. Not a defensive tackle, not a defensive end coach. He says he's a defensive lineman, so he's a war daddy. Yeah, no question. He's a D lineman. He's a guy that, that can impact the game all across the line. You know, really sharp, man, really smart, intelligent young man, great Ooh. energy. Uh, you know, I, I remember getting a chance to uh, uh, just see him at the school. Uh, he, he can change directions. Uh, he's got a big frame. He's going to fill out, uh, and, and, and hopefully he'll be able to impact the game, you know, whether it be inside or outside. Kind of, you know, in some ways what, what we do with Isaiah Thomas. So uh, really excited about his upside. You know, you grab his transcript, and then you go, 
wow, you know, really impressed. I don't think I've seen a C on this transcript. That's impressive. Six five three technique, as you said, he doesn't care. He'll play it. But one thing that Kelvin Gilliam mentioned that stood out to me, Coach, is how much a difference it made for him to be able to sit down with you and for you to be able to show him what he can do in this defense. I thought that said a lot about this kid. Oh, no doubt. I mean, as a coach, you you have to be able to show how you're going to teach and how you're going to be able to develop. And, and, and you know, uh, I think that's very important to young men. And, uh, you know, we, we, we were able to build a really, you know, strong relationship. And, and uh, you know, the rest is history. Very impressive young man, Highland Springs, Virginia, <laughs> Kelvin Gilliam. Coach, let's talk about the Juco guy in this class, Isaiah Coe, originally out of what, Flossmore, the uh, Homewood, Illinois area. What stood out about the Iowa Western Juco product? I mean, anytime you can get a big bubble butt, man, a <laughs> guy that, uh, you know, can clog the middle, but but has, you know, light on his feet, has uh, athleticism and, and can find a ball, you get excited about that. The thing that, you know, really drew us to him was that, you know, he's making plays, but he's also has three years of eligibility. So, you know, it's not like typical signing a junior college kid. It's like you're getting a high school guy. So, really excited about, you know, joining him to the group of guys that we have. Uh, you know, he's strong, you know, he's athletic, and we expect big things from him. You've had a lot of success hitting the Juco uh, Pike the last couple of years with what Josh Ellison developed into, obviously, Perrion Winfrey. Mm -hmm. So, it gives you a little bit more confidence when you've seen those guys pan out in the Juco route? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, at a place like Oklahoma, you would hope you you, you don't have to do it, you know, consistently. Right. Uh, but, but to be able uh, to get some guys, uh, uh, um, to be able to develop them and, and have those guys have success, you know, and then continue to bring your, your high school guys in. That's that's the goal. 6'3", 305, get to know the name Isaiah Coe. Coach, before we let you get out of here, just a general thought on not just this defensive recruiting class, but when you look at this overall uh, not defensive line recruiting class, but the overall defensive class. Pretty impressive group of young men. Uh, no doubt. I mean, I think uh, it, it really speaks volumes to our leadership and Coach Grinch and, you know, the relationships he's able to build. We, we recruit as a family. And, uh, you know, when, when you look up and you, you, you see a product on tape consistently every week, you know, guys want to be a part of that. Guys want to be able to play in speed D. And uh, it's been exciting. And, you know, the, I think the best is yet to come. Congrats, Coach Thibodeau. We appreciate your time. Good luck in the Big 12 championship game. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Chris, and thanks to Calvin Thibodeau as well. And another one has come. He said the best is yet to come. He just added a signee as Nathan Rawlings Cabange has just sent what a in name. his letter. Yeah. You and, could do a lot with that last name and nicknames on the radio. And I, yeah, there's, uh, I'm going with NRK. Cabang, Cabange. Can you imagine what Toby Rowland's going to do with that name? I look name? forward to it. Portland, Oregon, I believe that's the seventh different state that Oklahoma has hit on this national letter of intent signing day. Far and wide has become – we talk about national brand. Oklahoma is clearly that, and it becomes evident on a day like this, game. Yeah, and you, you just look at the five guys that are considered defensive line, outside linebacker, edge player, whatever you want to call them. Five guys – Five different Five states. Five different states on these guys. So they, there's no doubt that they are increasing their footprint nationally when it comes to bringing in defensive line. Now, OU's been doing that for a long time, mm -hmm. right? But you look at these body types, this is, what, this is what gets you excited 
about these guys. Eight different states represented, and as you said, a uh, far and wide defensive line class. Let's talk about some of these guys, starting with Kelvin Gilliam. You, you heard Chris mention him. Where does he fit in along that defensive front for Calvin Thibodeau, do you feel like? Yeah. He's uh, a I'm, defensive lineman. Uh, I'm, tell, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> you. You look at Gilliam right now, right, 250 pounds. This kid's going to be 270 in no time. Mm -hmm. And you look at it. Does he look a, a little bit like Ronnie Perkins when you, when you I, just look at him? I'm not sure he has just the natural speed of Perkins. I see Gilliam as more of a guy that can play defensive end for you, can be that edge guy, but can be an absolute terror in the interior. You heard Calvin Thibodeau say like what they do with Isaiah Thomas currently. So I, I see it a little differently now. Obviously, Calvin Thibodeau knows his players a lot better than I do. But when I watch Gilliam, I see more of what they did with Neville Gallimore his senior year. Remember when he trimmed down? Mm -hmm. He was light. He was quick. They'd kick him out the DN. He'd play there in the middle. I could see Gilliam turning into that guy because he's already 250 pounds. He looks very strong. But I think once you get him in a college weight room, all of a sudden you're going to look up. This guy's going to be even quicker. Which, which was about the size of Gallimore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that type of guy now, I am never – Comparing anyone to Aaron Donald ever. You will yeah. not hear you, that come out of my mouth. You attempted to block him at one point, I think. I, I, oh boy, that did not go well. But when you talk about what versatility a 280, 270-pound defensive lineman can bring, that's it. Now, that is an unrealistic expectation. The guy may be the best <laughs> defensive lineman ever. But if you can get Kelvin Gilliam to retain that quickness, that speed, and add the weight. Just imagine what he can do as a versatile piece, right, on that mm -hmm. defensive line. It, it's fun to think about. Last year, the Sooners went to the junior college ranks and got Perrion Winfrey, who was the consensus number one junior He's college defensive good job. tackle. Lived up to the billing, no doubt about it. Joshua Ellison, also a junior college guy the Sooners brought in. He has had a very good first season in Norman as well. Isaiah Coe fits in. Perrion Winfrey's former teammate up there in Iowa in the junior college ranks. He is 6'3", 305, Iowa Western Community College. Inside guy, going to be very hard to move when he shows up in Norman. Yeah, and you mentioned he is ready to play, right, from a size, physicality perspective. This is an older guy, although you heard Calvin Thibodeau talk about it. You're going to get three years of eligibility mm -hmm. from him, but he's played college football already. I, I don't think people realize how competitive some of these JUCOs are, but you look at this guy and what jumps out of the tape is production. He's not a guy that likes to stick on blocks. He likes to get off blocks. He likes to make plays. And that's what Alex Grinch and Calvin Thibodeau want. They want guys that want to produce. And Isaiah Coe has got, you see him using his hands right there, getting a tackle for loss. He is a guy that he's got the size. He's got the quickness. He'll be able to do all the slanting and angling that they want to do with that defense line because he has the athleticism. All I guess we should hope for is that he's as good as Perrion Winfrey. Is that too much to ask? That'd be all right. We'll take it. <laughs> be a good addition. Uh, Ethan Downs, you mentioned the Weatherford Eagle 
at 6'4", 240 pounds. In-state recruit from out in western Oklahoma. Oklahoma's been out to Weatherford in years past. You think about uh, Wes Sims on the offensive line. My man, Wes Sims, let's not forget. Russell Dennison, hey. who was also a Weatherford kid. Our guy, Trent Rattery. Trent Rattery. Yeah, Weatherford's been a productive place out there in western Oklahoma. And this is a not just both sides of the ball guy. He played defensive line and tight end. He also won a state shot put title in track and field. So here again. Versatile guy, athletic guy, multiple positions and multiple sports in high school game. Yeah, and this is the guy that makes me think Isaiah Thomas. This is the type of player, and it's not just because in he's state an, guy, it's not right? just an in-state <laughs> guy thing, but just the thing that stands out about Ethan, other than that awesome Weatherford helmet, is <laughs> his effort. He plays hard. I mean, he is physical and has a motor. You look at him right now, already 240 pounds. Once again, does he get up to 265? You know, can yes. he carry that weight? And that allows you to cross-train him, right? We hear Jamar Kane and Calvin Thibodeau talk about it all the time, right? They want to cross-train these guys to be able to play in the interior to be able to play out there on the edge. We've seen that from a guy like Isaiah Thomas this year. He's been incredibly productive. I could see Ethan Downs doing something similar because of the physicality, because of the way he plays. He's a guy that you think that once he adds size could hold up in the interior, but clearly has the athleticism, has the strength to play out on the edge. I'm excited about Ethan Downs, and it's not just because he's an in-state guy. You know I have a soft spot for the Oklahoma <laughs> guys, but he seems like he can be a real versatile piece for that defensive line. Yeah, he projects, looks like a defensive end guy. Did I mention right I now. love the Oklahoma kids? I don't blame you, and that is a fantastic Weatherford Eagles helmet. It's a great well. helmet. It is. It's one of the best in the state. Uh, just added Nathan Rawlings, Kabanch, 6'7", 240s out of Portland, Oregon. Jamar Kane going through his first National Letter of Intent signing day on the Sooner staff, the outside linebackers and defensive ends coach, and he had a chance to talk about this class with Chris as well. Jamar Kane joins us on our signing day special. Coach, again, the challenge is, uh, first of all, your first year recruiting for Oklahoma, and then everything gets shut down. So virtually, what was that like for you? Just trying to build a relationship with guys that you've never met or technically have never seen in real life, you know, uh, especially with Clayton. I've never was able to get out to his high school, never get to his home, and never was able just to meet him in person. So we, we had to build our relationship virtually and on the phone through text messages, phone calls, and that was, you know, that was that was tough in itself. But, you know, obviously he uh, decided to come here. So I think I'm doing pretty good with the virtual visits. And then, but Nate, I had been recruiting Nate for a while with him being a West Coast guy when I was at my previous school. So I had a relationship with Nate and then uh, seen him several times before. Let's talk about Clayton Smith, coach, another big-time athlete, 6'4", 220, freakish athlete, isn't he? Again, it's a common theme in that room. We want power forwards. That's, <laughs> that's what we want. We want power forwards on, on the edge. And, again, just conversations that I've had with, with, with Coach Grant and Coach Riley, we want power forwards. But this is an athletic kid that's going to be in the mold of, of uh, Nick Benito, really long, can run, can bend. Um, he's going to be the next great pass rusher in this in this group. 
Hey, he played a little wide receiver as well, too. We're not going to have to worry about Dennis Simmons or Kel Gundy trying to come get him, are nah, we? He keeps, you know, he <laughs> he had that touchdown in, in the back of the end zone this year. He keeps asking me, Coach, can I play both ways? No. Go get the quarterback. Coach Riley wants, wants guys that can rush the quarterback. You'll get the quarterback. Yeah, and as you mentioned, with some of the depth that we have in that room, these guys can take a little time to develop, too, right? Yes, because uh, all those guys will, will be back next year, and they're going to be learning from, from, some, from some guys that have had a lot of reps. So this, this kid right here is going to learn a lot from from Nick and and all those other guys, and then hopefully, you know, NR, NRK is going to learn from you know uh, the Isaiah Thomases and the Ronnie Perkins of the world. So it's going to be fun. Clayton Smith, very impressive man out of Queen City, Texas. Another name that you need to get to know. Well, let's dive into some of your standouts that are coming to the University of Oklahoma. We'll start with NRK, Nathan Rawlings, Kabanj, coach, just a freak athlete. Yeah, man, and that he Nate Nate solidifies what what Grinch and and, uh, and Coach uh, Riley and I all all wanted to do when we got here. We wanted big, long basketball players, and that's what Nate is. We wanted we wanted to recruit that that power forward player. And all these clips you guys are seeing right here, this was Nate's first year ever playing football, wow. which is ridiculous. So, <laughs> you know, I know Ben. He's excited because he's a blank canvas. And uh, with him being an athlete, you know, he was already committed to uh, Washington State to go play basketball before we flipped him to come play football. So he's going to be a two-sport athlete here. He's going he's to play basketball. He's going to play football for us. But we're definitely excited for him to come in here and be what we wanted moving forward. And uh, he's a blank canvas. I just – I know Sooner Nation is going to love him. Have you ever taken a guy before, Coach, that's only played one year of football? No, no. And I was nervous. You know, the funny thing about, about Nate is – Nate's uh, college, Nate's high school coach. I recruited years ago when I was at Missouri State. Houston Lillard, who's a little, bro who's an older brother of Damon Lillard. So I've been knowing Houston since. I mean, Houston was 17 years old now. And so I had the relationship, and Houston just kept saying, Jamar, he's a dog. You need to take him. He's a dog. And, you know, and he's a – he is. I'm excited to have him. Uh, also going to play hoops. Very impressive young man. NRK, yeah. Nathan Rawlings, Kabanj. Get to know the name. Coach, before we let you go, you mentioned you're looking for power forwards, but just the, the, the challenge is sometimes of recruiting to the Big 12 because of how it's viewed as an offensive league. You guys have seemed to really break that stereotype this year, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to a parent today of another recruit, and uh, I told a parent the, the same thing. We're fighting our, we're fighting these demons, and we just got to keep playing really good good defense. And it, it's you know the 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 the, the tide's going to shift here because we're playing really really good. So that old that old rhetoric that Oklahoma doesn't play defense, okay, it's over. What are you going to say next year? <laughs> You're the man. Thanks, coach. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thank y'all. Oh man, it is hard not to love Jamar Kane. His first. I season. love that guy. Yeah, he's. I, uh, and clearly, it has paid off on the recruiting trail with Jamar Kane. You heard about him talking about Damian Lillard's brother, who he's known from his days at Missouri State. But this Nathan Rawlings Cabange is super intriguing. He was a Washington State basketball commitment. Still the possibility that there's some college basketball left in him. But, I mean, uh, Chris, Chris mentioned it in our ears, or, or, or Theron, our producer. You think about basketball players who become great defensive ends, Julius Peppers in North Carolina, certainly yeah, at the top uh, of that list. But there have been a few yeah, others. Going to the NFL Hall of Fame is, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, your, your idea, your concept was echoed there by Jamar Kane of let's find power forwards who can't shoot and find them a helmet. That's, now, that's I, kind I, of, you I know, don't, Nathan Rawlings Kabanj can shoot a little bit, though. I, I don't want to disrespect NRK's basketball game. I, I, I have not seen him play a lot. I've seen some of the highlights of him throwing down, and you see the athleticism 
this is the type of guy it, it, it's a develop it, it's a developmental prospect that, that is what he is now but he, it could happen fast with these tools that's the exciting part you you look 67240 right now this is a guy that is going to be an absolute physical monster mm-hmm. you get him it, he's only played one year of football ever <laughs> one year and he clearly is a gifted athlete, you know, could have gone to several Pac-12 schools on scholarship to play basketball. And I think maybe took a realistic view of it and went, you know what? How many six, seven guys? And I know that the NBA is positionless now, but he got out there and tried football. I think he really enjoyed it. I think he enjoys the physicality of it now. Clearly has a long way to go from a technique standpoint, but... Jamar Kane is going to get him right. And the thing about NRK is you just know here in, a, in two years or so, he is going to be first team off the bus team. Oh, yes. You're just going to see airport this. Team, no you're doubt. just going to see this kid and go, oh, my gosh, <laughs> look at that guy. We're playing I, against him. I'm, I'm so excited to see where this young man's football career is goes because uh, the athleticism is clearly there if he can really refine the technique uh, work on his strength work on the body it's it's gonna be unbelievable to see what he can do so let's talk about some maybe edge guys you talk about outside linebacker position and Clayton Smith out of Queen City Texas as we move along the defense kind of to the next level tell us a little bit about what you see in Clayton Smith here he is the prototype outside linebacker. You, you, okay, the most important things in football, obviously running the ball because offensive line is the most important thing ever. You know that, Chad. No, but it's, it's quarterback play and getting to the quarterback. And this kid can get to the quarterback. You don't have to do anything elaborate with him. He can win. And you, you look at the size already. He, he looks exactly how you want, and he's only going to get bigger and stronger. He's got the explosiveness. He's going to add more pass rushing moves to his repertoire. This is one of the most exciting guys in the class for me because I think this is a kid that can contribute right away. He's probably going to add 20 pounds right away just from eating, lifting. He's got the ability to be a contributor next year. Very similar to Nick Benito, but in my opinion, I I think this guy is going to be a more productive player than Nick Benito. He is very exciting to watch, and I think OU fans are going to love watching this guy rush the passer. Three-sport athlete, also basketball, again, multi-sports, and a high jumper on the track side of things. Selected the Sooners over Florida State, LSU, Oregon, and Texas, amongst others. We continue our look at this Sooner signing class on the defensive side of the ball. And Chris able to catch up with inside linebackers coach and OU former linebacker himself, Brian Odom. All right, we're joined by inside backers coach Brian Odom. Coach, first and foremost, we've been talking to uh, everyone about this. What was the challenge like for you with the virtual world? You didn't get to get out and watch these guys. They didn't get to come to campus. What was that I guess, perspective like for you? I think it's unprecedented for about everybody, you know, and you kind of make do with what you got. Um, You know, thankfully we were, 
you know, we were able to do some things with technology that, you know, you, you know, five, ten years ago, you probably would have no idea that even it, it was a possibility. And um, but you kind of persevere through it and and make the best of it. And it kind of uh, makes you really evaluate things that you know for a fact about a guy rather than what you think. Um, you know, I think that that that's where. You, you're able to trust your instincts and what you see on film, but also um, if you know exactly how tall the guy is, exactly how fast he is, and exactly what he weighs, um, those are the things that you know that's concrete and it kind of helps you. And then the next part of that is being able to recruit the intangibles of the kid and get to know the kid because we probably talk to these kids more this, this cycle uh, maybe than in years past. Obviously, we didn't see them, but uh, being able to visit with those kids, of it, you know, you kind of get to know their personality, you get to know their family a little bit more. Um, maybe this year than 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 most, and it's it's through, uh, you know, phone conversations and, and zooms and, and things of that nature. Well, one guy that stood out to you was Danny Stutzman, the second Central Florida commit to Oklahoma since 1980. The other is helping you guys out and Ty Darlington out of Apopka. What sent you down to uh, Winter Garden to find Danny Stutzman, Coach? So his, uh, you know, we watched his junior film and really, really intrigued by it um, because you saw a, a uh, underdeveloped uh, athlete flying around and was very, very physical. Um, we was able to find out exactly height, weight, Ooh. speed. Um, and then you kind of get to know the kid. Uh, you can't help but fall in love with him. Um, his athleticism, his competitiveness, his intelligence. Um, I'm so excited about this kid. I'm so excited to be able to coach him. Um, really love his family. Uh, he loves the game of football. He loves to compete. Um, one time I was, I was driving home from work and called him and it was like, uh, 10 o'clock here and it was 11 o'clock there and you know there's a bunch of music in the background I said Danny what are you doing he said coach I mean I got to get my workout in tonight nice. and he's in there working out and he just he's a competitor man and and I love love being able to talk to the kid and he's going to do a lot of great things here you got to move him from the outside to the inside you mentioned his family his dad played football at Baylor his mom played barriers yeah his mom played basketball at Baylor, and his sister Sabrina was on the national championship softball team for Florida State. Uh, that is an athletic family, Coach. There's no doubt. There's <laughs> a high expectation level on that. And you know, his dad grew up in East Texas. Uh, there's a lot of the uh, the values and the morals that you can see in in in, in the in that family, and and being able to talk to him. Um, yeah, the, it, there's no doubt. He comes from they, the the expectation to to be successful all around is it, it, it's very high in that family. By the way, you talked about the kind of kid he is. Just one final thought. Coach, he individually wrote all the coaches who offered him to thank them. Yeah. That's a solid kid right there. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, this is he's, this is a – I feel very, very strongly about this one, man. He's uh, he's, he's close to a sure thing. He's and, – and cannot wait to coach this kid. Danny Stutzman, incredible young talent. Coach, before I let you go, overall you're feeling recruiting to Speed D and how this process went for you. Well, I've said it before, you know, you'd be a fool not to join this 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 thing that we've got going right now. And you talk about production, it's out there. Talking about uh, being able to, to, to do it at a high level in a national program and, and 
and to be able to reach your dreams, there's not a better place and a better staff, a better coordinator, better head coach to be able to go play for a better university than the University of Oklahoma at this point, especially if you're a defensive player, man. It's, it's, a, it's a great thing to be able to recruit with OU uh, as, as your logo and your shirt because, trust me, I've done it with other ones, and, and this one's different. Um, but it's, it's a little bit more special as we move forward and we continue to see the improvements that, that on the product that we put out there on the field. Congrats on Danny, Coach. Good luck in the Big 12 championship game. Thank you. All right. We appreciate it, Chris. And Brian Odom, uh, this, this is a young man who comes from good genetics, so to speak. His mother and father both played collegially. His dad, Steve, played football at Baylor. His mom played basketball at Baylor. And his sister, Sabrina, was a softball player at Florida State. You think Brian Odom sees a little bit of his former teammate at Oklahoma who also wore number 11 and also played linebacker and also was a great athlete, our buddy Teddy Lehman and Danny Stutzman. Yeah, and you you see Stutzman, we're showing all his defensive highlights. He's got quite a few offensive highlights. They're handing him the football, right? Yikes. I mean, (laughs) I know you see number 11 and you think Teddy Lehman, but I've talked to Teddy about this kid, and they they think he can be special. Uh, You you heard Brian Odom. You don't hear coaches – say things like as close to a sure thing Mm -hmm. they feel that this kid loves the game he's going to put the work in you see him right now and and this is something that I I think recruiting has gotten away from a little bit you want to see these linebackers coming in and to be able to contribute right away obviously that's always the goal but there is some excitement about a guy that can add to his frame that's a little raw. And that's what I see with Stutzman. I mean, he's only 215 right now. He's going to be 235 in no time. I mean, he is going to change significantly physically. And you heard Ryan Odom tell the story. Like, this kid's going to put the work in. When I look at linebackers, and maybe this is, once again, a Teddy Lehman thing, I like – my linebackers to be intelligent meatheads. <laughs> and that's what it sounds like Danny Stutzman is. It sounds like you, you heard Plank talk about him writing all the coaches a handwritten letter that offered him. You know, that, that is an intelligent, a smart, a thoughtful thing to do. But then you hear the weight room story and you're at like, okay, yeah, this, this, like kid's, this kid's a meathead. He's crazy. <laughs> and that, that's what you want from linebackers. But he's going to be an inside backer for Brian Odom. And they think he can be special. Sooners adding three defensive backs on this National Letter of Intent signing day. Oklahoma and uh, Roy Manning, the cornerbacks coach, trending toward longer, rangier, six foot, six one, six two type of corners. And he is certainly excited about his class. Here is Chris now with Sooner cornerbacks coach Roy Manning. Joined by cornerbacks coach Roy Manning. Coach, first and foremost, congrats on the solid class you guys have put together. Again, it was so unique. Um, challenges of doing this without bringing guys on campus or being able to go see them. What was it like for you? Yeah, uh, first of all, I appreciate it. Um, it was a little bit challenging, obviously, um, with the situation in 2020, not having an um, opportunity to go and see guys in person um, or have them visit you, you know, during the year or uh, just in the process as much. It, it, it's been challenging, but, you know, that's where I think this staff, starting with Lincoln, has done such a great job of, of just building the relationships really from the foundation up um, and that, that we feel so comfortable with all our guys and, and Obviously, I would assume they feel the same way about us. So um, kind of worked our way through it this year, for sure. 
Let's dive into a very impressive prospect, Damon Harmon. I, I dug that whenever he made his decision for Oklahoma, Coach, he was really focused on academics. So school matters to him a lot. Yeah, well, one of the most well-rounded uh, guys, obviously, in the class. Very, very focused individual. I mean, this kid's life is really football and uh, obviously books. And uh, just very centered, has a great mom and just upbringing and, and, and really is ex I am excited, you know, to get this kid uh, uh, up here in Norman with us. Three-sport phenom. Love the note. He didn't have a Power 5 offer after his sophomore year and was actually ready to, to maybe potentially tap out. Boy, what, what what a benefit it's been for him, Coach. Yeah, Damon can do it all, though. I mean, you turn on the film, he has, has great length, uh, great speed, athleticism, uh, can play really anywhere in the secondary, loves to hit and tackle, as you see on the film. He'll come up and, 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 and stick in. So uh, we're going to be really excited to get him here. I like how we put the star around him, just so you can know that whenever he's coming, <laughs> he's going to make a play. Very impressive young guy, Damon. Harmon out of Richmond, Virginia. All right, let's talk about Latrell McCutcheon. Size, speed, toughness, coach. What caught your eye about the Austin product? Uh, he's just an alpha, you know what I mean? From the moment you meet him or talk to him or, or get around him, uh, you, you can just tell his presence in the room. Uh, kid is very confident, extremely confident, and uh, loves football, loves competing, love, uh, uh, love being in those uh, situations where he's matched up on the best guy and things of that nature. Just all those intangibles you look for, obviously. Uh, physically, he has all the tools, but uh, just mentality-wise, and these are football dudes. These are guys that they want to be in those critical situations and, and playing against the best players. Top cornerback in Texas coming back from a tough knee injury that he suffered in his junior year and he made his commitment on the 4th of July so coach he gave us a few more fireworks this summer. <laughs> it was major major fireworks uh, <laughs> this year in, in, in Norman Oklahoma and uh, you know just credit to him uh, obviously those injuries are always tough it's a part of the game and uh, you know we just stuck by him really from, from the beginning understanding that uh, you know again injuries are a part of the game and he fought his way back back, uh, played great this year, took his team to the semifinals, uh, LBJ down there in Austin, so uh, his best days uh, are really ahead of him, excited. Very impressive young man, excited for him to be a Sooner, Latrell McCutcheon. All right, Coach, before we cut you loose, can you just kind of take us through the prototype that you're looking for whenever you're out and you're looking for the next corner at the University of Oklahoma? What body type, what prototype are you looking for? Yeah, I think one of the things, you know, I, I really try to look for are guys that are, um, so to speak, uh, kind of ready-made. You know, guys that you can realistically say, okay, we could plug this guy in here next year. You know what I mean? And so the things that go into that is obviously some size, you know, uh, and, and, and not just uh, length and height, but, you know, also body type, body structure. You know, is this a kid that's going to need, you know, a year in the weight room or a year in the program eating and, and gaining weight? Or can this kid, you know, probably step on the field as a freshman? And so, obviously, I, uh, we believe that to be true with both those young men. Um, the other thing is just the football IQ and how much they really love football. You know, you, you get to this level, you talk about the one percenters, and, and, and here you get to OU, and you're going to be playing against the best of the best every single day of practice, every single Saturday. So you want guys 
that really, really love football, that really, really enjoy uh, the process, really enjoy all those things that come along with it, not just the glitz and glamour of the game. And again, those two things, those those two guys do, and really self-starters, motivated, high energy. And uh, and again, the biggest thing for me, uh, I want to turn on the film and I want to be wild. I want to, you know, pop my head back. I want to say, man, you know, and I want to say that pretty fast into the film. I don't want to be watching film for a long time. I want to see that right off the bat. And, and again, when you when you turn on those guys' film, that's what you see. So um, I, I think that that's you at that type of place where this isn't a, a place where you can wait a few years. You got to recruit guys that can come in and play. Congrats to the great class, Coach. Good luck in the Big 12 Championship. Thank you so much. Boomer. Sooner. (laughs) And thanks to uh, Roy Manning with Chris there. A couple of really talented guys. DeMond Harmon was a high school teammate of Kelvin Gilliam at uh, Richmond, Virginia, Highland Springs High School. So he will have that connection as he comes to Norman. But these guys seem all businesslike. You know, when you hear their coaches talk about them, it's football with them. Yeah, and there is a clear emphasis on getting more size in the secondary, right? You look at Damon Harmon, 6'1", already 180 pounds. He'll add more size as he gets into the weight room with Benny Wiley. And the thing that stands out about Harmon to me is his ability to look like a wide receiver when he's playing defensive back. Mm -hmm. His ability to go up and high point the football certainly stands out. But you heard Roy Manning talk about it. Not only did they want to improve the size, the length, and the secondary, of course, speed always matters in the back end, but they want guys that are physical. You see him right there. He is not afraid to come up and hit guys, and that's not always the case with high school defensive backs. A lot of those kids, sometimes they view it as, hey, I'm here, I'm playing man-to-man on this guy, and, you know, tackling is... You know, something I like to do every once in a while. Damon Harmon, he is a guy that is not afraid to stick his nose in there and play physical football. So I, I think that we're going to continue to see Roy Manning target guys just like this. This mold, the length, the physicality. That's what they want in the secondary. High school team didn't play in the fall of 2020. Latrell McCutcheon's team, he was originally an Alabama commitment. Sooner's able to to win his services, though. Consensus four-star recruit. Uh, This guy sustained, as you heard Roy Manning talk about, an ACL injury the first game of his junior year. So to be able to rehab, come back from that, he has already shown the ability to deal with tough conditions as he heads to Norman. I think it's a pretty good sign when you're able to steal a defensive recruit from Alabama. Any recruit? Well, especially last time I checked, Nick Saban, still a defensive guy. They've produced one or two NFL players out of the defensive backfield. Mm -hmm. So this is a huge get for Oklahoma. Now, clearly, you're expecting him to come off that injury. He'll be just fine, right? He should be able to hit the ground running when he gets to Norman. But once again... And I feel like we can just keep saying this as long as Roy Manning is here. Length, athleticism, physicality. But the thing that stands out about Latrell McCutcheon, you see it kind of on social media. You see it anytime you hear the kid talk. He's confident. (laughs) He's awfully confident. And that's what you want 
for defensive backs. Oh, you have to be. I I didn't play with many defensive backs that were uh, soft-spoken, that were good. (laughs) So I I like this kid's attitude. And I also like the decisiveness he displays on tape. You know, he, when when he's pulling the trigger in in coverage, he does a really good job of making quick decisions and and going and finding the football. So uh, I'm really interested to see if those kids can get on the field immediately. We've seen this defensive staff. They are not afraid to play freshmen. So Latrell McCutcheon, DeMond Harmon, the very good signees for that secondary, and Roy Manning, part of a wonderful defensive class. Speed D, building. The momentum is coming. You can feel it nationwide with this Oklahoma defense, and their coordinator, Alex Grinch, sat down for a few moments with Chris as well. Signing day coverage continues, presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. We're joined by the architect of Speed D. Alex Grinch joins us, Sooner Defensive Coordinator. Coach, a unique time, a challenging time. What was virtual recruiting like for you? Well, it was a lesson probably to all of us. And, and, and maybe uh, we found out we were more capable than, than we even thought we were, uh, you know, prior to uh, whatever, whenever it started back in March. And so, um, no, it's unique. You know, recruiting has its challenges, whether you're in the home, whether you're in the school, or they're on your campus. Uh, this just happened to be the, the extreme of all extremes. But uh, still had an opportunity to, you know, grow relationships with uh, each individual and the families and uh, uh, excited about uh, what we're bringing in. I know that there wasn't a lot of in-person you were able to do before it was all shut down, but even over the phone, on FaceTime, even on Zoom, however you were able to do it, did you sense that perspective and that kind of vision of what Oklahoma defense is starting to shift? Without question. And then the, the nice thing is is uh, what ultimately took place this fall was an opportunity every Saturday to, to, to watch us perform. And so it's the less theory. Uh, it's less of, of a sales pitch and there's more of reality uh, behind it, you know, and then, then, then the message becomes not, you know, how, how can you fix all that is broken uh, with, with Oklahoma football specifically defensively. But, but now you see there's, there's steps in the right direction. Now, now the conversation, how can you enhance uh, the, those things that uh, uh, were, you know, were able to produce uh, in, in, in 2020. Was this a class before we start diving into it, Coach, that was more about meeting needs, best available athlete? Kind of how, what was the approach like? Yeah, the you know what you don't want to do in 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 this day and age of uh, obviously as as we mentioned uh, you know the the minimal uh, you know amount of evaluation compared to most years and in this day, day and age of you know uh, you know transfers uh, whether it's grad transfers or, or uh, uh, new, new NCAA rules that, that are uh, kind of on the horizon uh, in terms of one-time uh, transfer exemptions uh, you, you want to make sure that you know what what you took uh, you know checked really every box you know when you talk about needs and you talk about you know best available you know what what we were not going to do is, is uh, you know stretch for anyone and then that's a little bit unique um, you know be, because uh, once again there, there's a, a, a little bit of a, a numbers game that takes place uh, and then once again with the the, the 2020 uh, you know year for our players not counting towards uh, their eligibility then there's those those freshmen this year uh, will also be the freshmen next year. And so what we bring into this hall really, uh, you know, combines with the 2020 class if you're going just sheer numbers. And so in any event, uh, uh, no, a little bit different than uh, some of the conversations you have most years. Coach, very impressive athlete that I know you're excited to talk about in the secondary. 
Jordan Mukes. Choctaw product, Yellow Jacket, Oklahoma kid, and he just pops on film. Well, he's an individual, obviously, in our state. Uh, you know, checks a lot of boxes from an athletic standpoint, physical standpoint. Uh, you know, he, he is one of those guys we had a chance to, to spend some time with, you know, before everything got shut down, came up to a junior day, had a chance to, to visit with him, had a chance to go, you know, see him play basketball uh, in the winter. Uh, you know, a guy that hasn't played tons of football, you know, collectively over, over uh, uh, you know, his high school career, but kind of came on late, uh, really showed a lot of progress here his senior year. Everything we wanted to see between junior and senior year, uh, you know, he, he was able to, you know, just uh, uh, continue to develop. And then obviously credit goes to the, the coaching staff at Choctaw. Uh, so we're excited about him. I, I think, uh, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that uh, could play a number of different positions in our secondary. Um, you know, his, his size potential combined with his speed potential really, uh, you know, puts him in a unique situation that, that, uh, uh, that there's the majority of positions on our defense. I think uh, he, he could ultimately uh, possibly even find a home. But uh, awfully excited about Jordan, uh, his athleticism. Uh, fun to watch him on the basketball court. And it's going to be awfully fun to, to see him in our secondary. Cornerback, safety, does is he more, is he kind of open? Yeah, you know, and then what, what uh, you know, typically you do is you say, uh, you know, a couple different conversations that you have. Number one is, you know, what's the position in need, which ultimately that, that gives an individual an opportunity to, uh, you know, get to the, as close to the top of the depth chart as fast as possible. Okay, and that that's you know based on needed position. You know the other conversation that you have is you know what does that individual feel most comfortable playing, and then the final conversation that you have is what what can they ultimately succeed career wise uh, at an elite level. And then you know at, at uh, a place like in Oklahoma, we're talking about how how do we have you you know uh, produce uh, obviously uh, you know with us uh, you know as a Sooner, but ultimately is there is there life after uh, Oklahoma, and, and can we get you in the right position to to give yourself an opportunity to, to do something like that. And so all those things factor in. And so, uh, I, you know, I guess that's a long answer to say we're not sure yet, but uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll certainly find him a home. Very impressive young man, Jordan Mukes out of Choctaw. Coach, a couple of quick ones before we let you get out of here. You know, we were talking about Jordan Mukes, that prototype, you know, big, long, uh, big reach guys. Is that kind of what you're looking for in that body type? Well, you, you you have a I guess a a, a model in your head, um, and and it it's got to be more than just in your head, I suppose. I mean, you you, you are always trying to recruit to, uh, you know, what what what. Uh, you know, group of individuals that, that ultimately at, at all 11 spots you envision uh, producing at a high level in the Big 12 Conference and on a national level. And you say, okay, what, what are those attributes? And obviously size is one of those things. Is, is it the chief attribute? You know, I, I would always default to the athletic side of things. Um, you know, if you, if it's very difficult to uh, in this day and age, if, if uh, you know, the, the poor athletes have a tendency uh, to, to get exposed. And so, you know, the number one attribute we're always looking for is, is, is speed potential. You know, guys that have explosiveness in high school, guys that have the ability that uh, uh, when, when combined with our uh, player development program and Coach Wiley in the weight room, you know, guys that we, we think uh, in due time will, uh, you know, just explode from an athletic standpoint. But on the same toe, you know, we, we, we aren't able to, we can make you stronger, we can make you bigger, we can make you, uh, you know, certain clicks uh, uh, in the 40-yard dash faster, but uh, we haven't seemed to, to find a way to stretch guys out. And so that, that, that is one of the attributes and something that you're uh, looking for. But it's Again, we, we can if we want to be tall, we can be tall. 
Uh, that's not that simple. You know, just like if you want to be big, there's, there's large humans out there. It's, it's, it's those individuals that kind of, uh, you know, like we talk so much about, check, check all those boxes that, that you're ultimately trying to bring to your program and not have an opportunity to work with. It's an impressive class, Coach. Congratulations and good luck in the Big 12 championship game. I appreciate it. Thanks. It's Alex Grinch. More to come on the recruiting special presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. All right. Thank you, Chris. And thanks to defensive coordinator and safeties coach, Alex Grinch. What a graphic. Yeah. Um, you know, it. I, I guess we should say, I, I, I didn't come up with the graphic. It's a cool-looking graphic. I just don't want Coach Grinch to be mad at us over putting his head on the Grinch's body. But it was not a Grinchy type of Christmas this year for the Sooners, clearly, with these players that they got delivered them by Santa Claus or the recruiting gods, whoever you want to call it. You know, this defense has gotten so much better year to year to year. Last three games, they are number one in the country against the run, playing extremely well, allowed just 27 yards rushing to Baylor in the game before the Big 12 championship game. Jordan Mukes, I mean, this is an athlete. He was a basketball player. You heard, uh, you heard Coach Grinch say he went and watched him play basketball in high school. Hasn't played a lot of football, but I'm telling you this. Choctaw had not been to the state championship game in 60 years in high school football to help get the program to a state championship game. That's a big deal. That's a, a kid that helped turn around the fortunes of an entire football program. And he is one that you can start to see what he might look like in a year, two years, when you start putting weight, muscle mass on that six foot four inch frame. You can teach technique. You can't teach six four with the ability to jump out of the gym. Have you seen some of the dunks he's had in high school basketball? They are spectacular. So this is a guy that, yes, uh, does he have some refining to do when it comes to the finer details of playing defensive back? Yes, he does. But the raw athleticism of this kid is off the charts. 6'4", already close to 200 pounds. He's going to add more size, more weight. He's going to get leaner, right? I can't wait to see what happens with this kid because with what I've seen from him, and I and I know we're, we're talking about basketball a lot today. A bunch. Right? And it, it, as well we should. Maybe because, we should get Lon Kruger on with us. Hey, Lon, Lon could help us out. <laughs> but you look at this kid's ability to run and jump. Those are things that you can't teach now of course you can work on them right strength and conditioning all the development but this kid's just natural athletic ability is really really impressive now he is going to have to become more detailed right with technique all those things but you just look at the raw materials and my goodness this kid could be special by the way, Lon Kruger is busy. A shameless plug, uh, Oklahoma Oral Roberts men's basketball tonight. I'll be Who's bringing the, the broadcast. Yeah, one? well, I happen, huh. to be, happen to be on the call for that game Interesting. tonight, Dave. So we have some things to get to. But what a class this is. You know, it, you don't have that many in the class. Again, we talk about it. Schools do not know where they are going to be numbers-wise once the season is all said and done with because all the players who are currently on your roster are allowed another season of eligibility, so it is hard to foretell. So what you wanted to do was go specifically pinpoint 
exactly the guys that you wanted in a smaller recruiting class. In Oklahoma, you look at stars, and I know that's uh, what the recruiting recruitniks come up with, four stars, five stars. Of the 15 guys in this class, 13 of them have at least a four-star ranking by at least one recruiting service. So it's not a huge class, Gabe, but it is a quality class. And it, it's an interesting dynamic this year because of what's going on, right, with the pandemic, how that has changed recruiting this year. But no one has done the virtual visits better than Oklahoma. You mentioned the smaller number of guys. And let's not forget what's about to happen with the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure Oklahoma still has their eyes on some very talented players that have already played a lot of college football. So let's remember that. But I like how selective they were in this class. It doesn't, and I don't mean this to sound disrespectful to anyone that may be in this situation as a, as a prospect, but it doesn't seem like there's any filler guys. Right, where you look at that, the guy and you're like, okay, okay, okay I guess. Maybe I could yeah. see him in a couple of years. You see, in a There's year none two, of that. this guy can be a very productive player. There's none of that. And that's, that's what I think – that's where I think we're starting to see a little bit of change here in their recruiting approach. It's like, hey, these are our guidelines. These are our benchmarks. If you don't fit them, you're not coming here. And it's interesting, especially you see it on the defensive side of the ball. I'm extremely excited about this class. I think recruiting, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is starting to change here at Oklahoma. They're going to continue to get offensive guys. Mm -hmm. Lincoln Riley's Lincoln Riley. That, that's how this is going to work. But Alex Grinch, that defensive staff, it's really impressive what they're doing in such a short amount of time. And you heard Grinch talk about it. Now they have some results to point to. You see the improvement of this Oklahoma defense this year from a statistical and production standpoint. They're going to start recruiting better on the defensive side of the ball. Watch out now. Chris Plank doing a great job catching up with all of these coaches. It's a class that was very defensive line heavy with quantity and quality. Same thing at the wide receiver position. As you kind of wrap up what you see in this class of 15 guys, what do you think of it, Chris? I don't think it's done. I don't think this class is done yet. I think there might be a few more names that we'll be keeping an eye on, but Gabe hit it on the head. With the 15 names that we've been able to talk about today, you're looking at guys that, yeah, they're, they're going to have a role. There's not a, there's not a filler. There's not, well, maybe we need to go ahead and take a, I'll just say a, a defensive back to make sure we have numbers. No, you're coming here, you're going to play. And just a couple of quick notes. Two Sport U is big. You saw the baseball team throughout on Twitter, the signing of Mario Williams, that's huge. We talk about NRK and his potential on the, on the hardwood. And, yes, I watch the Jordan Mukes dunks gape, and they're awesome. So you're seeing guys that can do a little bit of everything beyond just football. They can play basketball and run track and baseball, too. Speed. This is a big speed class on offense, and most importantly, you get your quarterback. Caleb Williams is a guy, looks apart, plays the part. I think he's going to be a great fit, and you've seen the leadership. Prototype on D, that length and that speed. They wanted to get longer. They wanted to get faster. You're seeing that, and not just the defensive backs, but the two rush edges. And OU DNA everywhere. Seven different states are represented in this class. I, I think there's a good chance that that continues to grow. But listen. 
This is going to be one of the wildest off seasons we're going to have in college football, guys. Not just because of you know recruiting and still kind of carrying over and maybe waiting for some names until this, uh, uh, January, maybe even February. But Gabe, you hit it on the head. Transfer portal is going to light up. It's going to be a the guys have decisions to make. We'll figure out if you're still a senior or still a junior the next year. I mean, this is going to be a fascinating offseason, but what a start to it with this incredible 15-person signing class. What do you think will continue to grow? Yeah, and, and Chris, great job. And you, you heard Alex Grinch mention the one-time transfer uh, caveat that can well, be thrown into the mix. What might that make things look like? Well, think about a good player, let's say, and not to disrespect the Pac-12, but <laughs> you, know, you, you saw some of the best defensive players in the Pac-12 when they thought they weren't going to Play. They transferred. They were able to play. They were able to make contributions, places like Texas Tech, places like Baylor. So just think of some of these productive players across the country on the defensive side of the ball that want to be able to compete for a championship. They've been highly productive, but maybe they want to win a conference championship. Maybe they want to compete to play in the college football playoff. What's a better place than Oklahoma? There's just not one. And uh, Oklahoma going to play – Iowa State, 11 a.m. on Saturday at AT&T Stadium down in Dallas. The Sooners going for a sixth consecutive Big 12 championship. They have won four or three straight Big 12 championship games, TCU, Texas, and Baylor. They look for revenge against an Iowa State team that beat the Sooners 37-30 up in Ames earlier this year. Oklahoma's the place to go. You want to get to the NFL. You want to play for championships, both the Big 12 and the college football playoffs. So, two sport athletes, two sides of the ball, long, rangy, speedy guys. That is the theme. So, timing, right? As soon as we went off the air, Savion Bird signed on the dotted line to become the 16th member of the Sooners recruiting class. I had a chance to then catch up with Bill Beatonbow and ask him about the newest member of his offensive line, Savion Bird. Let's talk about Savion Bird. Kid with a tremendous upside, 6'5", 270. What stood out when you saw him, Coach? You know, just athleticism. He was raw. You know, he played defensive line last year, uh, was an O-lineman. Played both as a sophomore and now as a senior, moved back to, um, you know, offensive line. You know, big, long guy, athletic guy, plays the right way. You know, he would be a tackle for us um, either side. Um, obviously, he plays left tackle. You know, you see he does a lot of the same things that we do here. Um, you know, pulling and um, obviously the inside, the outside Ooh. zone stuff. Uh, they do some drop back protection. So, you know, just think he's going to be a really good fit. Got to come work. And, um, you know, I, I think he'll do great things here. Interesting note, too. I mean, this is a kid, as you mentioned, a project. I don't want to use the term a project, but has, you know, a lot of work to do. He hasn't been playing football too long either, has he? No, no. Started uh, when he moved, actually moved out here from Georgia. And I want to say the eighth grade yeah. started in the ninth grade. So, but he's at a, obviously a really, really good program. Extremely well coached here at Duncanville. The one thing, you know, they win. He's used to winning. He understands winning, knows how to work to win. So, obviously, that's another positive. Not just being a good player and a good kid coming from a good family but you know he's used to winning and understand what understands what it takes to win and, and then I'll add one more thing on Savion Bird you mentioned he moved during his junior season uh to the defensive line or from the defensive line after playing there mostly in 2019 does that help him at all on the offensive side of the football 
No, I, I definitely do. I, I think that, you know, the more positions you play, the, the better it helps you overall. Obviously, he understands defensive football, haven't played it. Um, you could really, really see his athleticism stand out there. I think he could play D-line at some places. Obviously, his future is, is as an offensive lineman here. But, um, yeah, I think, I think the more positions you play, the more you understand football, it helps you out. Impressive guy, Savion Bird. Coach B has put together another solid class of linemen. Can't wait to watch these guys continue to develop here at the University of Oklahoma. And just to go ahead and make sure we have the complete and total breakdown on all of these players, Lincoln Riley met with the media at about 1.30 on Wednesday afternoon. In fact, they went right from the practice field because in the midst of signing day, we're getting ready for a Big 12 championship game on Saturday against Iowa State. Here, uninterrupted, is the Lincoln-Riley Zoom with the media. All right, thank you, Chris. Uh, good to see everybody again today. Uh, busy day, exciting day, uh, certainly with uh, a lot going on around here, but it's been uh, been a fun day. You know, excited to welcome, you know, this – uh, certainly the start of this 2021 signing class. Uh, uh, welcome them here to, to Sooner Nation, uh, to the University of Oklahoma here today. It's been a, a long time coming and been certainly a, a, a different journey with, with these players, with their families throughout this. Uh, and, uh, and I think it says a lot about the, the quality of people that we're bringing in here, uh, the quality of families that, that are going to also be a part of our, our new family now that – uh, that they would be able to to navigate through all the challenges that's been presented in recruiting, and it's really been unlike any other. Uh, and to to be able to sign this class and these guys as a this day, I mean, these days are always great. Uh, you're always excited about signing day and the hard work that's went into it, and and what the future could be. But this one certainly feels different, and in a way, maybe even a little bit more special for for these guys and these families because of what they went through. Uh, you know, not being able to visit, not being able to take official visits, missing so much of what this process normally is like. And uh, so I'm very, very proud of the, the people that we signed, the people that are coming into our program. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of great days ahead for, for the Oklahoma Sooners. So, um, it, you know, it's been, like I said, very busy. I uh, just got off the practice field, had a great practice. It's fun to be signing guys and also be busy getting ready for a, for a championship game as well. So that's uh, that's become the norm for this week, uh, for the last couple of years, and, and we plan on doing our part to keep it that way. So um, I also want to really give a big shout-out to, to our entire staff. Uh, again, had to adapt and do some things that have never been done before uh, to continue to, to make this process uh, as real as we could for these players, uh, these student athletes, these families, and and really, it really took everyone in this in this building. Uh, everybody just had to come together. Everybody had to take on new roles. Everybody had to think outside the box. And I think our our people really worked hard throughout the pandemic, throughout the quarantine, here throughout the season to to be able to do what we did today, and then what we hope to continue to be able to do in the future as we continue to build this class. But I can't say enough about the job, again, of our recruiting team. Uh, of course, Annie Hansen and Drew Hill heading that up, and, and obviously Chip Viney being a big part of that, uh, Caroline McMurray being a big part of that. Uh, and then really want to give a big shout-out to, to Zach Heffley, John Baker, our entire media and graphics crew, because this has now been multiple years in a row that we've unveiled some 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 really, really special things and and, and done some things to make this day as memorable as possible for, for our signees. And I know it's something that our, our, our fans, uh, 
uh, Sooner Nation, everyone really enjoys. We've got a couple other surprises coming out here throughout the rest of the day. So just outstanding work by everybody. Uh, can't wait to get these guys here. Got a little business to take care of uh, first, but um, just a really, really exciting day. So with that, we'll get to questions. Okay, thanks, Coach. We'll start with Bob Prisbillo with Sooner Scoop and then go to Brandon Drum. Lincoln, want to go back about four months ago, Sooner Summit. What's going through your head when Caleb Williams is explaining what he's looking to do and how big was he toward just in terms of building the entire class? Uh, you know, it was something that, you know, we couldn't be a part of. And uh, that was, you know, made pretty clear to us. Our, our compliance department did a great job of, uh, of, kind of advising us on that. And, uh, you know, there was, there was so much about, you know, this, this pandemic and then in turn the, the, the dead period, you know, so much about this just changed the entire process. I mean, I think everybody sees, okay, yeah, they can't come on visits, but it, it, it changed so much. And, and you had, you had this like constant push pull of you have these players and families that are wanting to see not only Oklahoma, but places all over the country. And, you know, you're, you're sitting there as a parent trying to envision how am I going to send my child somewhere with maybe uh, some people that I've never met uh, a place that I've never seen. And uh, so it was the constant push pull of that. And the, the hard thing for us is when, if a player does choose to come on their campus on, on our campus on their own, we, we can have nothing to do with them. We can't even be on a phone call with them while they are on our campus. I mean, that's how strict the rules are. And so, um, but, but I think the class came together. I, I think there was certainly, um, and not certainly talking specifically about that. I just think throughout this entire process, this group really, stuck together and I think they started to form bonds despite not being able to come on official visits together and go through the norm and I think the you know you you can already kind of feel that that group is kind of like man we've been through something together already it's like they've already experienced some adversity together and found their way through it which you know normally bonds people together and I I think this group's a great example of that and then when it came to the social media presentation you know you've done the trading cards album what inspired this uh this year's and did you have fun uh acting <laughs> well we better hope we can keep our full-time job as coaches i know that except coach beatenbow he was the star of the show um but uh yeah it was fun uh you know i think that the inspiration uh you know we certainly lean on on zach heffley and and then some of our other creative crew and, and then certainly get ideas from all over but i think the inspiration behind it was i think two things one uh, it was somewhat in the mold of, of what we did on our, our virtual visits, not not to give everything away, but I think our signees, you know, certainly are going to be able to pick up on a lot of that, and, and that kind of became the world that we lived. And then I think some of it was also a t- an attempt to have some a little bit of fun and some comedic relief with all that we've all been going through, pandemic and, you know, everybody becoming Zoom experts and, you know, just all the kind of different things that we've all gone through. I thought – we thought it was important to be able to, to smile and laugh a little bit. So hopefully, hopefully we hit the mark. I, I, I think our guys did and, and did a great job. Okay, we'll go to Brandon Drum with OU Insider and then John Hoover. 
Yeah, Lincoln, can you talk about Clayton Smith and just uh, your overall thoughts on him? Uh, he's had a really big senior year. You got to sign him. He's moved up way in the rankings. I know y'all don't worry about all that stuff, but uh, he's a guy that's just had a dynamic senior year, uh, somebody that you guys look like you pinpointed really early on. Yeah, we did. We we uh, we thrilled about Clayton. I mean, you, that's something you always watch when, when you get a kid, you know, maybe that you like his – his potential and what he does early on in his career. And, and then, you know, I think it's two things with Clayton. One, you get to know him and you get to see the kind of person he is and how passionate and serious he is about, you know, being successful. And that, that he's a really, really neat kid. I mean, it's a great family. Uh, they were just a joy to, to get to know. And then, yeah, and then even just as excited as we were when, you know, he, he committed and, and, uh, as we got to know him, then and obviously seeing what he's done here in his senior year, I mean, he's one of those guys that is just he, – he went from being a very good player to to an elite player at that level. I mean, quickly, he made a huge jump, which is what you want to see because you see that hunger. And, well, I'm not just satisfied just because I've already got a scholarship to, to a place like Oklahoma. Like, I, I'm continuing to climb. And, and you felt that with him. And I think you've seen that as he's played well and his team has obviously had a fabulous year and, and got – you know, hopefully some more games left for him. And guys that you offer, go after, the Colin Montgomery's that play, he's a big guy, but he plays basketball and he's really good at it. Um, and other guys that play multiple sports, you seem to always pinpoint those guys. But guys that can play both sides of the ball, like a Clayton, uh, like a Mario, like all these guys that, and, and Billy Bowman, is that something that is important to you guys as a staff? It is. I, I think, you know, two things. One, it shows the willingness to compete. Uh, I think that's a, I think that's a big part of it. Uh, two, I think it shows the, the trust that their high school coaches have in them. You know that if uh, most people, if they're that good of a player, then you know coaches are going to find any and every way possible to use those guys. And uh, and th and then I think three, it shows you know their football IQ. Uh, you know, what are they able to process? What are they able to understand? And for so many of those guys, regardless where they end up playing in college, those experiences help them become better players. And as a coach, uh, you know, knowing that you have those versatile skill sets, you know, and it may not always be offense defense. It may be, uh, you know, a great defensive player that all of a sudden can be a punt returner or be on a, be a great blocker on a kickoff return team or whatever it is. I mean, those skills always translate over and uh, they're, you know, in our opinion, normally indicators of overall really good football players. It'll go to John Hoover with SI Sooners and then Ryan Aber. Hey, Lincoln. Uh, in addition to the guys who play multiple positions and the guys who play multiple sports, you got a couple of uh, defensive players, NRK and, and Mukes, who are typically came up as basketball players, show amazing potential upside as football players. Can you describe kind of their upside, those those two guys? Yeah, I would I would actually say like our evaluation process for them, even though they're obviously different positions, different body types, all that, our evaluation process for those two, for Mukes and NRK, were very similar in that we saw kind of relative to their positions, jaw-dropping length and athleticism. I mean, I, I remember going to to uh, to watch Mukes practice basketball, and I was like watching a dunk contest. I mean, it was – it. I mean, we see guys that can play ball and we see guys dunk and do all that. It's not, I mean, not a big deal, but I mean, it, it, this was a little bit different. Um, and there's just some, the explosion, the violence and the thing, 
to be able to play DB was exciting. And then, and then very excited about the way he performed here senior year. I thought another guy like Clayton that really took some big steps. And But the length and athleticism he has are, are undeniable. Uh, and NRK, a lot, a lot of the same things. Obviously, a tremendous basketball player. Um, you know, uh, the, the length on that edge was just – and the athleticism was something that we couldn't – we just couldn't get past. And with both those kids, as we got to know them, their personalities – how driven and excited they were about what they could be on the football field. And you saw just kind of that, that upward trajectory. So that was uh, two guys with a very similar path that we certainly think could develop into great players here. And then I have to ask about your quarterback. Uh, was, was Caleb's recruitment uh, unique in any way? Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was, um, you know, we offered him – Fairly early, uh, you know, got a chance to, to kind of know him. He's got a tremendous high school coach uh, and program there at Gonzaga and got a chance to know those guys as we recruited Joseph Wete. And, uh, yeah, offered him early. Uh, ended up having, you know, one guy commit uh, first. And, uh, and so we ended up backing off because I knew we were only going to take one. And I've always been very, you know, very honest with guys like that. And, uh, yeah, and then obviously, you know, uh, uh, things changed, and uh, you know we we went back after you know Caleb Hart knew, knew no doubt at that point he was the guy that I wanted and uh, and that we wanted and yeah it was it was a great process so his family was amazing throughout the entire time uh, Caleb was great very forthcoming you know a neat kid you know just loves football and and uh, loves to compete and uh, obviously has a has a really really great skill set so um, just. He certainly became one of the leaders of this class, and and uh, it was a honestly it was a his recruitment was a lot of fun. Thanks, Ryan Aber, the Oklahoman, and then Eric Bailey. Yeah, I like it. Sort of following up there uh, on what you just mentioned. What uh, what drew you to Caleb Williams, the football player, and and uh, just you know what are the, some of the things that stand out to you about him on the field? Uh, what drew me the football player, I would say two things. Uh, first was the, the skill set. I mean, the skill set is, is really, really good. I mean, it's the type of athleticism that you love to have, you know, combined with, you know, a, you know, a very, very strong arm talent. I mean, you know, fantastic arm talent. And so, uh, you know, he really kind of checked all the boxes from a physical standpoint. You know, what really – probably one of the most telling things, honestly, that drew me to him was, you know, when we had a previous player committed, uh, you know, he and his father were willing to, to come here and walk on. Um, and not many people would have been willing to do that. And uh, I just think it shows you the the confidence uh that that Caleb has in himself and uh and I've you know like I've said about many of our guys before I I just don't believe you can play that position at a high level if you don't really believe in yourself and uh you know I think I think Caleb the entire time felt like that this program and this offense this system all of that could really maximize him as a player and and uh and and so he, you know, felt very strongly about that. And, and you just, you can't deny that kind of self-belief. And, uh, and he backs it up. It's not a, it's not an arrogance. He, he works hard at the game. Uh, the game's important to him. He trains, you know, really, really hard uh, for a guy his age. And uh, so the skill set, the natural confidence, and, you know, just 
the charisma that he has. I mean, you feel like he's got every tool to, to have a chance to be a really, really good player. And then those those targets that you bring in around him, how does this receiver class compare to maybe uh, the one a couple of years ago? Yeah, I, I think all yet to be determined. Uh, but I, 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 I'm as excited about this group as I have been about any. Uh, you know, Cody Jackson really got it started off and being able to go get Cody out of down in the Houston area um, there at Foster High School. We've been able to get a pretty good receiver or two out of there um, was, was great. Uh, Cody was... You know, really kind of got the got the deal started, and then you know, obviously being able to get you know go get Mario Williams out of out of Florida, and then be able to get Jaleel, uh, you know, there kind of towards the end, and that was um, you know a great great way to kind of top off the receiver class. And so, no, nah, it's a it's a heck of a group. It's uh, you know, I think the group brings a lot of a lot of speed to the position. They've all got nice size. I mean, they're they're a uh, I feel like it's three playmakers. I mean, three guys that I think are going to be, you know, good route runners, all that stuff. But guys that you feel like th these guys are all three pretty electric with the ball in their hands, and that's that was important to us in this class. So um, that should be a great match between you know Caleb and those guys. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Hey, Eric Bailey, Tulsa World, and then Jason Kersey. Lincoln, how many of these players are expected to be early enrollees? And what do you think it'll be like trying to introduce these players to the program, to the school during when, well, really when we don't know where this pandemic is going to be. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll even, hopefully we'll be here, uh, you know, as far as in person, uh, I mean, who knows? And so uh, uh, we expect to have, I don't know what I want to put a number out there right now, just because that can fluctuate, but we expect to have our normal number of mid-year enrollees. I mean, we've been, We've been double digits here for the last several years, and I don't think we'll be far off that, if not right on the mark. And so uh, um, I don't think the pandemic has, has slowed that. And in some ways, there's, we have a couple of guys that are now going to be mid-year enrollees that maybe without the pandemic would not have been. So it's, it's maybe, if anything, maybe sped up a few guys. Thank you, Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Jason Kersey, The Athletic, and then Joe Bettner. Yeah, Lincoln, I know this is a situation all around the country this year, but you, you have a few guys, I think, who have never been on campus that, that signed with you. Um, so I, I'm wondering, and this may be a little bit of a, a bigger picture thing, but as a parent yourself, would you feel comfortable sending one of your daughters to a, to a campus that she'd never been on before, that you'd never been on before? I think it's a, no, it's a great question. I mean, it's one that's rolled through our heads a lot of times as it has. I know our, the families of student athletes um, in an, in a normal situation, no, uh, but I think understanding one, the pandemic we're in, and then also, yes, our families weren't able to come here, but some of the things that we were able to do virtually, and I get it that it's virtually, and I get that it's not quite the same as actually stepping foot on it, but a lot of the things that we were able to do virtually close that gap maybe more than maybe most would expect, and and honestly, more than I would have expected had somebody told me and. March said, hey, you're not going to have another recruit on your campus the rest of the year. Good luck. Um, so I think we were able to make up a lot of ground there. I think, you know, parents and families getting a great understanding of this place from the facilities to the community to just every part of it. We were really able to, I think, close the gap. And, and like I said, under normal circumstances, would I want to send my daughters somewhere like that? No. But if I could have seen uh, what these people saw from ours. Could I see myself doing it? I, I could. Thanks, Lincoln. Mm -hmm. 
Joe Bettner, Norman Transcript, and then James Hale. Like, and I, don't know, I know you already touched on Jordan Ukes, but with Ethan Downs, the two Oklahoma kids you got, could you just speak to what they mean to, you know, landing those guys for this defense? Yeah, no, Ethan, Ethan was a big get. You know, he came up to camp here, uh, you know, now I guess about a year and a half ago and, and, and really put on a show. We, we really loved his tape to begin with, and he came to camp and really just pushed us over the top with the – you, just the the physicality, uh, the kind of effortless athleticism, and then you, you saw a real natural pass rush ability that 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 was just very apparent. And and so, and then you get to know the quality of the kid. I mean, once again, this is a guy that does great in school. This is a guy that's involved in so many different organizations, helping young children, helping people all over the place, different charitable organizations. I mean, he is. Uh, uh, community service projects. I mean, he's just always got something going on and always something positive. So, you know, yeah, I love the vibe of this kid, another great family. And, uh, you know, those, getting those two guys there from Oklahoma, adding them to, to Speed D was a big part of this class. Thanks, Lincoln. Mm-hmm. James Hale, KREF, and then Daniel Dwyer. You know, Lincoln, you know, we've talked a lot about you adding defensive line talent over the last couple of years, and you said more was coming. Well, in this class, you've signed one of the best defensive line groups in the country. So talk about this group adding on to what you've had over the last couple of years that you're getting that done. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an exciting group. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the thing I would, that we loved about the group is we thought there was so much versatility with these guys. I mean, you know, you start, you start going down the list and I don't know that we have any guy that's just could only play one defensive line position, you know, and that's, I mean, you look at Coe, who could play, you know, either the three technique or the nose. You look at Kelvin Gilliam, who honestly could probably play any of them. I think Ethan Downs, you could see him on edges. You could see him grow to be one of those guys inside. You know, Clayton, you feel like, you know, will stay on the edge. You know, Nate, in our case, one of those guys that's so big and still so raw that, I mean, there's no telling, uh, you know, what that's going to look like. So it's a – no, it is. It's a good group. I mean, they – it, it, that's been a premium for us uh, just to get get the guys that we feel like can succeed in our type of system and that's that's guys that are athletic and we're you know the days of us signing you know a, a defensive lineman that we feel like can only be just a two gap guy and hold up a gap and and you know allow somebody else to make a play that's that's not really who we are I mean we, we need defensive linemen that that want to get up the field that want to make plays that can win in single gap winning one-on-ones and I think we've signed several guys that that fit the bill Lincoln you know the evaluation when you said the other day that you haven't seen a, some of these guys for a year that caught my attention so you know Drew Hill's your player personnel guy you know Chip Viney then you have all your coaches that evaluate this year you had to you had to be on point did you was it harder I mean did you spend a lot more time evaluating film it was it was different. Um, I think I think you know everybody had to set their priorities on this, and and for us as a staff, as as we saw that this pandemic was ongoing, and you know especially once we found out and had a pretty good idea we weren't going to be able to get back out and see these kids again. Uh, you know we decided to we knew at that point this was going to be a pretty small class. Um, you know t- normally. You know, you may have seen a guy in late fall or when you were out for an evaluation day or out even right now, seen a couple of guys that you really liked and ended up maybe signing at the end. Uh, 
and there was some temptation to do that for us, but at the end of the day, you know, we want to know the guys that we're signing. You know, we want to have a great feel for who they are as players, people, all of that. And so, you know, we really kind of set out in the beginning of this and said, you know, we're going to – the pandemic is what it is. Um, we've got a good idea of the, of the targets that we want to go after, and, and we're not going to go out there and just recklessly add a bunch of targets when we can't go through this process like we, you know, would like we feel like that we should. And so, uh, you know, it's uh, – you know, we kind of zeroed in on the guys we wanted, and 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 we went after them. And uh, so, no, it was, uh, yeah, the evaluation part was different, but you know, being able to have great guys back there like our, like like Drew Hill and Chip Viney, guys that we really trust, uh, made a big difference. Thanks, Lincoln. Daniel Dwyer, Fox Twenty Five, and then Garen Emig. Yeah, Lincoln. I wanted to ask you. You talked about trying to close the gap as much as possible. Um, to make up for the lack of face-to-face -face interaction. Um, but is it, are there some concerns that go with maybe this class at all just because of the process about fitting in or chemistry or things that maybe you would pick up on during a face-to-face -face interaction versus virtual? Are there any concerns surrounding that when you're looking at this one with the challenges face? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I think the question makes a lot of sense. And honestly, it was a, a concern of mine you know, kind of from the beginning, not only with this class, that was a concern of mine just with our football team, you know, of just how how do those interactions happen and how do you make up for so much of those missed experiences. And I, I'll tell you with the class, though, like I said, in a way, in a way they may be closer than even some of the other classes we've signed. It's, again, kind of that whole we're going through this adversity together and so we've got to kind of band together and lean on each other. And you had – you know, you have players leaning on players that, you know, maybe you've got guys that have been up here a bunch of times and you have players leaning on them of, like, what's it like? You know, maybe the guys that didn't weren't able to come up here or a family member that wasn't able to come up here. And so I think, I think a lot of those bonds were kind of created through just simply making it through this together. And, uh, and again, the, the class, the parents, they did a great job of uniting. I, I think they all felt the importance of that and, and the importance of them coming together. And, and uh, now they're – they're remarkably close for as little like face-to-face -face time as they've actually had to have with each other. We kind of have to be, I guess, uh, exactly. when everything's virtual. And then just real quick, you did talk about looking at basketball tape, you know, for some of the guys. Was this a year that, you know, I feel you always look at multi-sport athletes if you can differently, but did you emphasize looking at other sports and tape on these guys maybe more than you have in years past? Uh, maybe in a way, just because we had less football tape to evaluate on these guys. You didn't have, you know, some of these guys, most of them lost spring football um, and, and had no nothing of note there. A handful of these guys lost their senior seasons of football. Uh, we weren't able to go out and put eyes on them in the spring. Even the guys that were able to play this fall, we weren't able to go watch them play in person, you know, which we're doing each and every week just about during the season. And so uh, now you kind of had to evaluate what you had. And uh, and for some of the guys, the, the, the basketball portion was a bigger chunk of, of what we had than maybe in a normal year. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We've got time for just two more. We'll go to Gary Nemec, Tulsa World, and then Kerry Murdoch. Lincoln, how much of a, of a headache was in the back of you and your staff's minds uh, not, not having a real – solid fix on on the scholarship situation now, you're getting some relief next year i know but this this could still become kind of a kind of a car wreck could it not down the road yeah, oh, it, oh it definitely could uh it's it's uh probably going to so 
Um, it, it was a factor. I mean, I, I think that kind of combined with the previous answer about, you know, wanting to make sure that we didn't let the quarantine and all that's gone on, the pandemic, we didn't want that to be an excuse for bringing in people here that we didn't properly vet. And, and so I think all those things combined led us to saying, you know what, we're going to have our targets. We're going to go after these guys. If we don't get them, we're not going to go reaching. We're going to have, we're going to have chances to sign more guys in February. We're going to have chances to, you know, with transfer portal and, and immediate eligibility and, and all that comes with all that, we're, we're going to have our opportunity to go through the process the right way with the, these people and, and, fill the roster um, in the correct way. The thing we didn't want to do is get out ahead of ourselves, and I don't feel like that we did. So, uh, But that a scholarship situation and what that's going to be like, I mean, you get the exceptions next year, but after that it's uh, it's going to get messy. And so you you got to be thinking ahead there, and we certainly tried to do that. Okay, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And last one, Kerry Murdoch with Sooner Scoop. Hey, Lincoln. Um, I'm curious, you know, with Kyler Murray's success in two sports, I mean, how much does that kind of resonate with guys, especially guys like Mario Williams that, that plays baseball too? And uh, how it working with Skip uh, like you had to with Kyler, how much does he help out, you know, in situations like as well? Yeah, no, it's, they've been great. You know, just going through that whole thing together with, with Skip and, and, and our, and our friend, friends over in the baseball program, going through that with Kyler, uh, having to coordinate, uh, learn, learn from our mistakes the first year, uh, you know, learning how to do it better. Uh, that 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 was a great thing. It really brought us together. We had a great understanding. I thought we really worked well together. And no, it is. I mean, I think anybody that's got aspirations, they can look at OU and say, yeah, not only do I see that they'll give me that opportunity. But two, I see that it can be done at a high level and, and being done at a high level, obviously that, you know, the majority of obviously the credit and, and all of it goes to the athlete and deservedly so, but there's so much thought and organization that has to go into making that possible and having a good setup that we've been able to go through a little bit. And so that's, I think helped us, um, uh, helped us in a lot of ways. And I, I think it's, you know, I, Certainly a lot of two-sport athletes, it's caught their eye. Mario was no different. Um, and then I also would want to say, too, I know I didn't get a question about it, but just the really excited about the defensive back class uh, as well. I mean, I know we talked about Mukes, but, you know, getting uh, Latrell McCutcheon obviously was a huge get there right out, of, right out of Austin and was one of our top corners on the board from day one. Being able to go out to Virginia and, and get uh, Damon Harmon was a, a huge get as well. We thought he was one of the most versatile DBs that – that we were able to to see across the country and was an a, immediate day one target for us and awesome to be able to get those guys and then certainly you know Billy Bowman you know being able to to to, to add Billy to our class here at the end um, don't know that I've seen a more dynamic athlete in in the, in the country this year than Billy and a guy that does as many things well as uh, as any high school player I've seen in a long time and I don't. I don't have the first clue where he's going to play for us, but it's going to be somewhere. Uh, and, and it wouldn't shock me if he doesn't end up having a role for us uh, on both sides of the football. I mean, you talk about a, you know, an elite return guy. You talk about a, you know, a, a guy offensively that can play any of the receiver positions, backfield. I mean, just so versatile. And, and then I feel the same way about the defensive backfield and, and what he could provide there. So I, we, we were, you know, thrilled to add those guys. And, and I think, you know, one of the, 
you know, some of the real one of the big headlines, I think, is, is, is that group and, and the, the ability that we're bringing in. There is all kinds of information online right now at Soonersports.com. That's Soonersports.com. And our coverage here on the Sooner Sports Podcast continues tomorrow. As we mentioned, you'll hear the huddle reloaded with Teddy and Toby. And then, of course, we'll hear from Trey Norwood. Also, who else? Jeremiah Hall. But Jessica Cootie went one-on-one with, what, Caleb Williams, Cullen Montgomery. I think she had a chance to talk to Ethan Downs, too. So we're going to bring you all of those interviews as part of the Sooner Sports Podcast tomorrow until then hope you enjoyed our signing day coverage thank you for listening to the sooner sports podcast and until tomorrow boomer sooner everybody this has been the sooner sports podcast the sooner sports podcast is presented by riverwind home to a luxury hotel fine dining and never-ending rewards riverwind is still the one and all state don't forget to subscribe rate and review however you listen The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.